Hello everyone and welcome back to the reunion of Final Fantasy 7 Remake Podcast. I am your host Kai and joining me once again today is my co-host Viz. How are you doing Viz? Hello everyone. I'm Grant today and we're long overdue so I hope you mm-hmm. you still remember us. <laughs> Would be good. Preferable. And yeah, I'm pretty excited for today because we have a pretty special episode I'd say. Mm-hmm. I think so as well. I am doing really good. And yes, it's good to be back. I know that, you know, we've been super busy and just to find time to sit down to talk to you today. I'm super excited. All right. I just want to remind everybody the best way to support us here is to like, sub and share the podcast. Hop on over to our YouTube channel and subscribe if you haven't already done so. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like Viz said, I'm so excited today because we have a special guest here with us for today's episode. Legions Gaming is here. Welcome. Hello, everybody. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm ready to talk about some uh, traces of telephone. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Same. Mm-hmm. All right. So for today's episode, we'll be talking a little bit about The First Soldier since it's been released. And then we'll also be talking about all things Trace of Two Pasts, the light novel translations. We'll be giving our general thoughts and opinions about what we liked, disliked, uh, what we found interesting about both Aerith and Tifa's backstory, new insights, newly revealed characters and their impact on both Tifa and Aerith's backstory, interesting new lore, potential details, that are relevant to the future of remake titles and more. So before we begin, Legions, uh, why don't you tell our listeners who you are and what you do, just in case they don't already know. Sure. Uh, my name is Legions Gaming. I do uh, JRPG content, and uh, sometimes I do mobile games as well on YouTube and on Twitch. You guys can usually catch me live on there playing some sort of JRPG. Um, I do uh, reviews often on my YouTube channel, um, Let's Plays. I do guides as well for JRPGs, um, podcasts, stuff like that. Um, and uh, we love Final Fantasy, so anytime we get a <laughs> chance to talk about it, we are always down. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. So how is that uh, Final Fantasy fourteen going for you? I know that Endwalker... I think Early Access is available now, but I know that you're not there yet, no, I think. No, no. But... <laughs> I just got into Shadowbringers, um, and I'm probably like a quarter of the way in through Shadowbringers, and my mind's been blown like every step of the way, and I can see now why people say Shadowbringers Mm -hmm. is amazing. It's probably like turning into one of my favorite Final Fantasies of all time, which is crazy. I never thought I'd say that about an MMORPG, Um, (laughs) but yeah, I can see why people love it so much. It's amazing. Uh, I just don't like the the boss I'm fighting when I'm trying to log into the game, 2002 (laughs) error code. I'm like, let me in. I'm not even an Endwalker yet. Please. Lock in, boss. Worst of all. Make a separate server or queue for people that aren't even an Endwalker. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I was like, I, I need to catch up. Can I please just get in the game? <laughs> Speaking of, let me queue in right now. It's going to take two hours. Yeah, start now and you'll be ready after this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to take, yeah. <laughs> or you get in while we're recording and you're just playing in the background. <laughs> I can multitask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I heard that uh, apparently spoilers seem to be around online. So just want to say, you know, be careful to yeah. you and everybody out there that's trying to, you know, experience Endwalker. Yep. I have uh, actually blocked all terms on Twitter. 14, 
Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I blocked everything. Oh, so that's good. Yeah. Someone talks about. I won't see it. Thank God. Yeah, I did not do that for remake, and I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't even go on the internet for like a week until I beat that game. Oh, I I did because I had to because we were tweeting about stuff for the podcast. Yep. But then I kind of regretted it because I I just saw some quick like <laughs> you know flashes of pictures of screenshots oh, of things yeah. that i didn't oh, want to see going through twitter and i was like no oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of screenshots that's where you just gotta post and close yeah and close yeah exactly don't even look at notifications yeah disable them on your phone <laughs> yep disable yeah, exactly all right so moving on here we are going to be talking about the first soldier so it is out it came out november 17th correct um yes so i have played a few matches and i did enjoy what i did play um during the tutorial match um my game kept crashing for some reason so Hmm. i actually thought that the the tutorial match was actually real people and i was doing so good and i was like yo this is awesome like i'm i'm so good at this (laughs) game and then i i confirmed with sector six that they are in fact not real people it's just um yeah so then my dreams were crushed um and (laughs) (laughs) but that's when my game kept crashing so every time i would have to you know reopen it and then restart from the beginning of the tutorial match and i lost all my progress and my items and everything so i i was kind of upset because i thought it was a real match and i was like oh no i've lost like everything and he was like no it's it's not just keep trying until you beat it i'm like okay that's fine. So it was just annoying that I had to keep, you know, like re, re, uh, reloading the, the app. And uh, it might have had to do with me. I was doing screen share over AirPlay, but like overwired with my Mac from my iPhone. So it might have had something to do with that. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, day one was really bad for the game. Um, day one and day two, they were working out a lot of mm-hmm. server issues because they didn't. I don't. They even said it to us ambassadors in the Discord chat. Because mm-hmm. um, we have like our own private chat with just right. the staff and ambassadors, and um, they were saying like we did not expect this many people. To I'm like, man, you underestimated Final Fantasy, right? Fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, and not to mention to other people that just like playing shooters on their phones, like Call of Duty Mobile and PUBG exactly. Mobile. Like a, a new battle royale came out, and so people are excited about it, um, and they marketed it very well. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. there was I kept seeing it everywhere, TikTok. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube commercials, take Twitch. I was like, okay, they're marketing this up, and then the game came out, and nobody could play. <laughs> so yeah, they weren't expecting that many people. Yeah, it's not the only game I heard from other games as well. That uh, day one and two, mostly just server overload because they didn't expect so so much uh, mm-hmm. attraction. Basically, it yeah. seems like a growing tradition yeah. now with these new games that come out, huh? Like yeah. day one, day two, don't even play the game. Yeah, because. <laughs> It's just, you might as well, from now on, if people decide to take time off from work to play these games, it's almost better to just do it the week after. Yeah, exactly. You'll save yourself (laughs) some heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Well, they did release a patch, I think, or an update um, to, you know, kind of try to fix these issues and other issues as well with not controller compatibility, just like functionality, I guess, with the controller. Because I know I was using my Xbox um, controller. Um, wirelessly with my phone and I found it pretty hard actually to you to aim um, because the latency there like between my controller to my phone and then my phone also being plugged into my Mac it was just I don't know it was a lot 
Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was so weird. Like iPhone had certain controllers that didn't work so well, and then there was also like Android control, like on Android, mm-hmm. there were some controllers that worked better on Android that didn't work good on iPhone. Oh, like see. for example, I had viewers that would be telling me, "Oh, my PS5 controller doesn't work on my." Android, the start button is the shoot button, and my R2 button is the start button. I was like, what? that's weird. <laughs> but on the iPhone, it works perfectly. So uh, on, yeah. on Android, a lot of people seem to use the PS4 controller because that's like the best one. But I can't even use the PS4 controller on my iPhone because the latency, like you were saying, even one not plugged into anything, there's input lag heavily when I'm trying to use it. So hmm. I just stuck with the PS5 controller. I didn't actually try my PS5 controller. I just have my Xbox controller for PC gaming that's here. So I was just like, well, I might as well just, you know, use that. And yeah, it, it worked pretty well. But I found it a little annoying because um, there were on-screen things like menus that I actually couldn't get to with the controller. So I would actually still need to touch my phone screen um, to get into certain menus. Yeah, that bugs me. I already talked so many <laughs> times about that. I'm like, listen, can we make can you give us controller layout like can we be able to put inputs like change the inputs because still having to touch my screen to do stuff is really annoying especially if you have it plugged into a monitor or you know a device for the screen share then you you have to look down to like touch your Mm -hmm. phone and then look back up so like oh i want to drop something from my inventory Mm -hmm. hold on let me press the Mm -hmm. start button and then go to my phone and drag it out like yeah why can't i just go through the menu with my controller yeah yeah yeah, I did that. That's what happened to me. I got second place, I think, in a few matches because I was just, you know, ro- roaming and doing things. And then by the end, mm-hmm. the other person was just way better at aiming than me and probably didn't have as much latency. So I lost, but whatever. At least I got second place, you know. Yeah. <laughs> at least something. Second yeah. place is better than last place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited about the future of this game. I think I'm going to stick with it. I will give you guys some, um, some like cool info. I can't really talk about it until tomorrow. Oh, but there is a really, really cool, fun update for winter coming. Oh, in a see. couple days, like a really cool event. So that's awesome. Look out for that tomorrow. Icicle yeah, in. Forward to that. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, I wish. Snowboarding. Snowboarding I, I have game. talked to the staff about like map changes, and they. He, uh, the staff pretty much was like, I can't talk about it at this time, but, and then he put like the emoji with the finger to his mouth, like quiet. So maybe (laughs) when part two comes out, we'll get some new stuff. That would be cool. Oh, I see. Yeah, that would be. For sure. Yeah. Love that. But, uh, I, I really like it. Like I said, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to keep, uh, you know, trying to, uh just continue to play and i think over time it's just going to get better you know with more yeah. updates and more you know fine tuning to the controls and everything i think that it's just going to get better um so i have confidence in this you know and i, I i'm going to stick with it but i did watch your opinion video i think that you posted a few days ago about this and um at the end you had said you know the the issue right now is a lot of people want to play this um but they don't want to play it as a mobile game and that they're losing potential, you know, funds or, or, you know, money because people aren't playing it and they really want to because they just don't want to play a mobile game. You know, they want to play it on console. They want to play it on PC. And I totally agree with you. Um, Right now you cannot emulate this. So it does not work in blue stacks. 
and I've already talked to Bluestacks, then they they're trying, but they yeah. can't get it to work. Yeah, they can't. It's probably obviously you know they put in some kind of to block it. Yeah, block. Even though yeah. they say no, but I yeah I assume that's the case. Yeah. As well. And which is understandable, you know, like they don't want to have people, you know, have an unfair advantage maybe over, you know, other people. And I don't know if they have the servers set up to know if, you know, you're using it with the controller. Like, is it are you only playing against people in matches that are also using controllers? Because not not yet. I don't think there's enough people playing the game um, as Mm. of now to make to make that worthwhile. Mm -hmm. PUBG Mobile and Call of Duty Mobile do do that, though. Apparently, they even have a way to track if you're on emulator, and they have separate lobbies for emulators hmm. as well. Mm, that's cool. I did oh. see people actually get permabanned on, I think it was Call of Duty Mobile, um, because they were using Bluestacks. <laughs> so it's, and they lost their accounts, right? Because they just literally banned them. So people were pretty upset. There's outrage. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was going through the Reddit, the subreddit for the first soldier, and then I kind of came across the Call of Duty one, and I was reading about that, and then people were really really upset um over that but you know i i can understand why (laughs) yeah you know yeah but you know as i said i hope that um it does come to console and pc i think it's a missed opportunity 100 percent. and then i started to think like why wouldn't they just use the assets from remake um wouldn't it be faster to develop something like this for PC and uh, for, for console if they already had the maps and everything in Remake and the assets already? Obviously, they'd have to change the format of the map so it's more open because right now it's more like you're funneled down a corridor and you're going through the story, but they already have the, the assets. So, Well, the thing is, the company is a Japanese company that had no ties to Square whatsoever, and then I guess they rights to be able to use their um mm. um you know the final fantasy title um and they ended up you know partnering with square and making a game out of it but i don't think they're like affiliated like firsthand with square enix at all i think they're just a third-party company that's you know and square enix is publishing the game much like um war of the visions or final fantasy brave x mm. the city of opera omni yeah. all that stuff I get why they did a mobile game because in Japan, obviously, those games are super popular. Um, I think oh, they yeah. make the most money. But for us here, it's more the console games and PC games mm-hmm. and shooters like this, but not on a mobile device, you know? So yeah. I feel like it's a missed opportunity. Maybe they're testing the waters to see if something like this could potentially turn into a console or a PC game, you know? And I guess. I can't remember who it was. Anyway, I think it was somebody at Square Enix had said, you know, if you like it or you want changes, you need to let us know. And if enough yeah. people ask us, then they'll, you know, consider doing it. And I will say the staff that um, we talk to, they do a tremendous job at, um, like, giving the, our feedback to the devs. Like, real, mm-hmm. like, they really care about what people think. Um, so they're putting in a lot of, we have like a section where we talk about bug reports and like um, our general feedback and what ideas we have that would make the game better. And they have already put in a couple of things that we've talked about um, in the next patch that's coming up for like the big event mm-hmm. for uh, winter. So seems like they're actually really listening to their community. Oh, that's good. Good to hear. Yeah. Because usually 
So some games, or especially yeah, Japanese games, sometimes just don't really take feedback from Westerners and just do their oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. barely care. They just care about how much money they make from the game. And that's yeah, that. mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I do hope that it comes to consoles, and I would love to see this with, you know, like remake assets and just kind of full-fledged just shooter with same mechanics, but just even better controls and just kind of like a full-on just go for it you know just go all yeah. in <laughs> what's the matter you don't like the graphics to look like the door and <laughs> <laughs> i think it looks pretty good but they yeah. just you know it's just the draw distance as well as you know it's it suffers and i don't know i just oh, yeah. see it being like they did that online portion of 15 you know inside of oh, 15's yeah, world like why couldn't they just Oh, the comrades. I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. I forgot that that existed. I think that they could do it. I think that they could do it, and they thought that they didn't think it was gonna be as popular as what it is. Like, what? Mm, what do you I mean? Know. Like, people love Final Fantasy. I know. And especially I seven. Said the same thing. <laughs> I said the same like, thing. Like what? And they did um, the Cydia games. I mean, those are like amazing, but they're fighting games. You know, this is a different yep. genre. Maybe they're not confident. Yeah, and diving in, and it's a lot, if, especially too if you're doing like a new IP or something, and you're just funneling a bunch of money into it, and it doesn't go well, then it's kind of like, oh god. I hope they take the money that they make uh, mm-hmm. from mobile and say, wow, mm-hmm. we've made a lot. Maybe we should make a mobile, or a console port, or a PC port, um, or even honestly, it fix so many issues if they could at least let it work on emulators, because so many mm-hmm. people have PCs, and mm-hmm. at least that'd be something until they yeah. get an official port. Because I'm not gonna lie, streaming this game and making content on it is is very annoying. <laughs> with all the issues that I I dread streaming it sometimes. I'm like, oh my god, this this is gonna be rough. I'm gonna get crashes and audio issues and lag mm-hmm. and latency. It's so annoying. Oh, I bet. Even even for content, yeah. content creators, it would be very beneficial to at least be able to use yeah. stacks or something. Like Night Sky Prince, for example, he's an ambassador too, and I've talked mm-hmm. to him many times about it, and he straight up told me he's like i'm not playing the game unless it works on emulator i hate playing games on my phone mm. and i agree yeah. i mean i yeah, don't same. blame him same with ever crisis next year if it doesn't work in blue stacks mm-hmm. i'll just wait it should um because it's going to be kind of like default and every every other game i feel like the only reason they blocked it on emulator is because it's a competitive shooter oh, yeah that's be, really yeah, the only yeah. reason and not to give people an unfair advantage on PC with mouse and keyboard or 60 mm-hmm. FPS, you know. Fair enough, um, yeah. That's probably the only reason why it's blocked. Mm. So it's actively blocked. It's not, not just not working, it's actively blocked. Yeah, oh, okay. I've asked the staff about it and they're like, we can't, we can't say anything, but all we can say is we're not officially, you know, we don't officially support mm-hmm. um, emulators. And to me, I read that as, okay, you don't want people to play it on emulators. Yeah, that's kind of sounds like that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, well, moving on here, they did release, I guess, an image with the glitch fields, and they um, explained, you know, that there's kind of this this glitch field, and you can go and, um, I guess, you know, investigate, and it was found that it was cloud <laughs> with, with, like, a Genova yes. eye, yep. which was a boss fight, and people thought that it was Whispers or something like that from Remake. It is, actually. If you go in the field mm-hmm. where you find him in the glitch, you see mm-hmm. whispers flying around while you fight him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah. I literally found... Uh, me and Baby Sue were playing for like seven hours one day trying to find 
one cloud. Wow. We finally found it. Yeah, I was like, I need the footage. <laughs> <laughs> so did you defeat Cloud? Um, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> he cross-slashed me. I found him very early game, and I had no guns or oh, any, no. Like barely anything. And I did not realize how OP he was. <laughs> yeah, I heard yeah. I heard stories. The, the trick is to use a chocobo, but I couldn't find one anywhere. So. Oh, no. Yeah. Man, where are the chocobos when you need them? <laughs> I know. I always find them. And then the one time I see Cloud's thing, I'm like, okay, I can't look for a chocobo right now because the zone's closing and I really want to fight Cloud. So, uh, yeah, we went in there and there's literally whispers flying around while, uh, while you're fighting Cloud hmm. the whole time. Uh, that's kind of crazy how they implemented that. And through, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't. Mm. I wonder if it like ties to like how Sephiroth kind of absorbed them at the end there. Um, mm. like absorb the whispers at the end, and I wonder if that has anything to do with it, or if it's just like something in the, the VR simulation VR, that's yeah. going haywire. Yeah, pretty sure it's about the VR, because that's that's yeah, the probably. main main lore point, and that it can display mm. stuff from live stream memory future what have you um mm -hmm. i'm not so, not quite so sure if it's the actual future but it can just read memory that's already there so mm -hmm. it's your guess where exactly this uh the first soldier happens if the future has already been written and can be read that's exactly. that's my that's my interpretation and Cloud's Genova Eye and Whispers. So Whispers can basically be wherever. And if it, the VR space can read memory, that's already there. Maybe it's the, the Cloud version that has fallen into the live stream after succumbing to Sephiroth at the Northern Crater in the original. Like where he's definitely just not mm -hmm. himself anymore. And from, oh yeah, it's kind of a shadow mm -hmm. version of interrupted, like a remnant, basically. Right. I like what you did there. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my my two cents for basically seeing just uh, one or two passing images and not really thinking about it until today or so or something. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really gone into it much. Haven't watched footage. Yeah. Haven't played the game yet. So. It's just like just just a few theory tidbits that went through my mind earlier today. Mm -hmm. And then if you defeat Cloud, you get the mimic materia, right? And then you yep. could use that in battle. And do you turn into Cloud when you use it? Yes. So you turn into Cloud for a short amount of time, and you get increased, like really increased um, physical abilities. You run super fast. Oh. Uh, your melee damage does like triple or almost quadruple the damage that it used to do. It's insane. Um, and you get cross slash as your special ability that uh, takes over from what your ability was on whatever class you were playing before. Mm. So if you were playing Ranger and your R1 button from the controller was like your scan, mm -hmm. uh, it turns into cross slash, which is a guaranteed one hit kill, no matter who, wow. how much health they have. Yeah. Oh. Um, so it's pretty broken. It only lasts about a minute or so. But uh, if you, he can run so fast, if you hear gunshots and run towards him, you'd probably kill a bunch of people before you uh, run out of the Mimic Missouri. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could reuse it, right? Yes. Yes, you can. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Star Wars Battlefront 2, where you can uh, play for a short amount oh. of time as Luke Skywalker. Yeah, where you can play as the Jedi. Or, yeah. That's true. Yep. I remember mm -hmm. that. <laughs> that game was actually fun, man. I actually enjoyed that game. 
when I could find a game <laughs> for yeah, me, the servers were mm. full all the time. So I would just <laughs> sit in a queue oh, with no one. Like it would just show my name. There's nobody else there like looking for a game. And then when I would plop into a game, the game was usually uh, already lost. You know, so then I would be, <laughs> then I would just yeah, die. I like would get this. killed yep. immediately. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Anyway. Rip that game. I don't know, but anybody else playing it right now, props to you. Uh, <laughs> they're, very they're very dedicated if they are. Yes, so exactly. All right. So it looks like we got a first look at Turks outfits as well for the first soldier. And people were talking about potential remake part two content so we got turks outfits samurai outfits and then also tribal outfits that people said potentially could be the gi tribe or g tribe yeah, like whatever Cosmic you want to call it look mm -hmm. looks like them yep. a bit they definitely yeah. yeah so that was super cool i don't necessarily know you know if this is exactly what it's going to look like but it could be that this is a preview, right? So they might make modifications or draw oh, inspiration sure. from this, yeah. but they did go and create them. So, you know, I don't think that they're just creating these um, based off nothing, you know? Like, I'm sure they're creating them on the, you know, the descriptions of what they looked like, um, you know, in the original game, mm -hmm. and then they're modifying them and, you know, changing them so it makes sense with this game. but. I don't know if I'm 100% sold on this game is going to be used to kind of funnel us part two content before part two comes out. You know I'm, what I mean? I just I'm don't know. I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I think it's just they're using the most popular things that they know people like mm -hmm. from the series and they're using mm -hmm. it to make money on the skins. Like fan they service. even have a Warrior of Light. Oh, they have? Oh, yeah, okay. fan service. They have a Warrior of Light um, oh, okay. costume. From, so if you level your warrior high enough, the mastery 50, oh. I think the mastery goes all the way up to 60, um, you get a warrior of light outfit, helmet, sword, um, everything. Like, it's exactly what it looks mm. like from Dissidia. That's really um, cool. And then there's the monk has a mastery one that kind of makes him look like Jet a little bit, like tattoos all over his chest, kind of mm. like the same outfit as Jet. Um, it, yeah, there's a lot of the skins in the game, I, I straight up, I think, just fan service. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Also, by the way, uh, wasn't it like a few days ago that they um, announced uh, Jesse Biggs and Wedge costumes? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep, we. Uh, I bought those instantly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I bought every skin instantly. I'm, yeah, this yeah, game's yeah. making me broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw the Cactuar one yesterday, and I was like, I need that. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a Cactuar one. Oh, boy. Come on, they should be giving you stuff. Like, aren't you guys ambassadors? What is wrong yeah, with that's you? That's what I'm Come saying. On. Yeah. Hello? I'm saying, where's my stuff? I, all I got is a title. You should show them off to the other players. All I got is a title that says ambassador. Give me an outfit. Yeah. yeah. An ambassador outfit. Give me like a Don Corneo red and gold outfit or something. <laughs> with a wobbly, wobbly stomach. Yeah, give me the big belly, belly too. I want it. <laughs> Yeah, back then, uh, if you had a big belly, that means you were you were wealthy. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my sure. god! <laughs> no, it would be actually pretty beneficial for that for uh, Square Enix as well, because if you the ambassador can show off those cool costumes, the other would be probably more enticed to buy them too. Exactly. So, That's what I said. Yeah. They said they were <laughs> putting stuff together, so we'll see. Yeah. 
I was like, it incentivizes people to want to buy skins if they see us using the cool it's skin true. that they yeah. don't have, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's called FOMO. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fear of missing out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I log in and then I get something. Like, I'm like, they're like, oh, you know, the servers are down. We're sorry. And then it's like, here, a ticket to this. And I'm like, what am I going to use this for? Like, I've what seen is so this? many people get the Red 13 outfit from that ticket. I'm so mad because I've spent like $50 trying <laughs> oh, to get really? this stupid Red 13 thing. I haven't pulled them yet. Oh, it's like, man. why is this gotcha? Just let me buy oh, it. Stupid gotcha. <laughs> I got to hate it. It would be cool, though, if we could trade items. That would be cool, actually. If they could do like an online market. You can gift skins to people, like in Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would like that. They they have it in the game. You can gift it to friends. Oh, you can? Oh, yeah. cool. Okay. You can buy skins for your friends. Yeah, I've done it for a couple. That's how I do the giveaways. When I give away skins, I tell them they have to add me on their friends list. And then um, oh, whoever cool. wins, okay. I send them the skin. You can send like three a day. I think it's like something like that. Mm. So if I get a skin from the ticket that I get, but can I can I give that to somebody? Oh no, yeah, you have to separately buy it for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like with Diablo three when it first came out, it had like a, a market, so you could buy like if you had things that you got, you could just trade mm-hmm. it to other people and use in game currency to buy it from other people, which would be cool. But then I guess they're not making money, so yeah, yeah. Then they end up turning that into like actual real money marketplace yeah they did yeah. i heard <laughs> there about was that. controversy was like, about that <laughs> that's rough <laughs> i was like oh yep. god yeah i think i stopped playing that game <laughs> oh my god just another nail in the coffin that is blizzard yep. activision blizzard, right yes yeah. <laughs> was yeah yeah what? <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so we are moving on here we are talking about the trace of two pasts translation so we're going to start talking about our general likes and dislikes or you know things that we found that were interesting with both Aerith chapter and Tifa's chapter so I'll go first for Aerith chapter so um I really like the writing style I loved you know the the flashback and forth um where you know we'll be in it we're kind of in the world you know of Aerith and everything that she's experiencing And then we take a break and we can see that, you know, she's actually just telling this story to the rest of the party, Um, you know, or actually just Just Tifa was about to say in in Junon. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, I got it confused with Tifa's. Um, I forgot. was on the ship, right? Yeah, yeah, she was on the ship. Yeah, exactly. Of uh, Junon. So she's explaining it to Tifa, but it just made it feel authentic. And it feels like, you know, for me, it's something that I could definitely see you know, happening. I agree. Yeah. I also liked that they were in Shinra outfits Mm -hmm. while telling, like talking about how much they hated Shinra. I was like, (laughs) that's cool. Yeah. Nice juxtaposition there. (laughs) Absolutely. And I just love getting more history about Aerith's past. And, you know, a lot of it is kind of up to our own interpretation or simply just not told to us or presented to us in the OG we do find pieces of information as we're going through the story and we find things out, but I just really liked to, you know, see this kind of raw, I guess, past of everything that she went through. And it made me feel even more for her as a character, Mm. you know, because playing through the original, I mean, she's with you for a while, but just it's in the grand scheme of the whole story. um, It's not that long 
much like it's not that much time that she's with you from beginning to end so i just i know people that were just like oh whatever like she they just you know she was just considered like a throwaway character you know what i mean yeah they would just not even use her in the yeah. party like, exactly oh, die anyway so <laughs> why would i level her like if you knew what was gonna happen basically like yeah. if you didn't know i you know i know people who like you know didn't know they used her and leveled her up and got her you know final limit break and everything before she <laughs> you know her demise um and i don't know i just i just loved you know seeing um or reading more about her history and everything that she went through. It just kind of broke my heart, honestly. And there were times when I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my God, am I going to cry right now? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Aris, I, I cried like two or three times. Like, tear, like I got teary-eyed a couple <laughs> yeah, moments. same. Hers was sad. Oh my God. It was God. very sad. I yeah. loved that they gave so much more backstory to her because I always wanted more about Ilfana, like her mom. Yes. She, her mom was such a mystery throughout the all of OG and then we've, like, exactly. this was so good. It was, um, yeah. She's such a good character, I feel. Yeah, I loved Alfana in this. Oh, my God. Yeah. I also felt really bad for her, you know, because Aerith's whole existence was so sheltered. Like, she didn't know anything mm -hmm. about, you know, I'm, I'm, other than what, you know, she was told or taught from that age. But she never got to experience any of those things. And I just felt so terrible for Ifalna you know, and her. Yeah. And when we're reading through this story, obviously we know that she's, you know, she's basically at the end of the road. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And she's doing yeah. everything that she can to save her daughter, basically. Because, like, when you're reading it, you already know what's going to happen. And you know that she's just hanging on by a thread, basically. And she's doing everything she can to, to help Aerith. And, uh, yeah, it was heartbreaking. And I just want to say, I don't know about you, but something weird. I was reading it and I'm like, I'm hearing Brianna White's voice while Eric <laughs> yes! is talking like in my head. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I have to, I just want to ask you guys because I'm like, would you read, do you hear your own voice in your head when you're reading in, in your head? Cause I don't read out loud. I read, you know, in my head and I'm hearing her yeah. voice because it's so weird because the original though, she didn't have a voice actor. So I just feel it's so crazy. Cause I hear her voice. And then when Tifa, when I was reading her part, I'm hearing Britt Barron's voice. Like, it's so weird. Isn't it weird? Yeah, I almost wanted to reach out to Brianna White and say, can you, can you read this for me? I'll literally pay you. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> awesome. Like, oh, yeah. God. It's just so weird. Anyway. Didn't it add so much to Aerith's character, too? Like, reading this, like, she's such, like, a happy, bubbly, mm -hmm. like, energetic person. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. you read this and you're like, how? How are you so energetic and, and hopeful yeah. and mm -hmm. bubbly it, it doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah it's just crazy because the original didn't have voice acting and now mm. and we spent most of our lives um with that version and then how quickly it's kind of like just kind of takes over and then now it's you know when i hear brianna's voice in remake like it's like what i've always known um or what i thought it would sound like in my head when i was playing this as a kid a it's lot of people so yeah, good point, I, love, yeah. I love hearing that yeah. it's, she does an amazing job a lot of people don't even realize she comes from like youtube like yeah she, she had her own youtube gaming channel mm -hmm. and everything yeah. before she strange rebel gaming yeah yep. strange <laughs> rebel gaming she actually plays remake on her channel too yep. so it's nice to see i've seen a few a few excerpts yeah mm -hmm. pretty good yeah i i literally saw her break down one day while playing she's like oh my god my voice is in the game 
<laughs> like, yeah. it, was, it was so humbling, like, to see her. At the beginning um, of chapter that. eight, she just basically broke down in front of the camera. She couldn't take it. It was so emotional. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I just uh, wanted to kind of put that out there because I'm like, this is so weird. I'm going to ask you guys if you hear their voices in your head when you read, because I don't hear my own voice, even when I'm reading other things. I don't. Like, I make up a voice, kind of, which is weird. Yeah, that's, anyway. that was like me with OG, like, when I read OG, um, mm -hmm. when I played it. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Even John Eric Bentley, like, Barrett sounds exactly what I thought he would sound like. Yeah, he fits OG. very yeah. well. Like, he does such a great job. Mm -hmm. For sure, yeah. With me, it's, it's a bit, little bit strange, because usually if I read something, it's just silent in my head as well. Um, unless some character or some voice or the, the way they talk kind of is, is, is exceptional, then mm. I kind of make up a voice in my head. Yeah. But here it's just in and out. Sometimes I hear Aerith's voice actress. I hear, mm. uh, as he wrote here, <laughs> Brit Baron for Tifa and Barrett. But sometimes yeah. I just read without hearing anything. I just read. And then sometimes oh. I hear the voices mm. again. It really, I, I think it depends on my the, the mind space I I have right now. If I'm in the flow reading, uh, just focused, mm -hmm. then it's probably easier to also in, uh, invoke the voices. If I'm kind mm -hmm. of halfway distracted, it kind of goes away and just reads silently. I, I don't know. Yeah. It depends, I guess. I've been recently playing through Remake again on hard because I'm trying to finish. I still haven't finished it because I was <laughs> waiting to get a PS5. Yes, um, right. Yeah. Remember yeah. you telling me that? Yeah. So I've been playing it again, and that might have something to do with it as well, because it's like fresh in my mind. So I'm Fair. like, you know, reading this, and I can just so see this, you know, happening. And I don't know. There's just there are things in remake too that kind of tie in with this um, light novel, and it's mm -hmm. just so awesome. Anyway, I'm loving it. So it ties in with a lot, yeah. It actually made makes me want to play it again. Like reading these yes. makes me want to play remake again because <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I want to go to the orphanage now, yes, and I want exactly. to go to where she, the lab where she was kept. Mm -hmm. Like I want to see if there's things I miss now mm -hmm. that reading this make more sense. Like yeah. oh my god, oh yeah, it's such a good I'm just, game. I'm just hoping for a PC release so I have another reason to play it, <laughs> not for the fourth or fifth yeah. time. Yeah, I hope that it gets announced soon because I really would want to love Same. to play this on PC. Yeah, some people uh, people theorize that uh, it will be released or revealed uh, at the Game Awards, like the PC version. I hope so. But I I don't know. I I stopped hoping for something. I just look forward to seeing anything and anything. If, yeah. If it's something cool, then it's cool. No, if not, not then just nope. ah, okay. I'm gonna be there with my clown suit, <laughs> the nose, painted face, yeah. everything. I'll be sitting there waiting. I said I'm that say, on Final Twitter. Final Fantasy is coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was was it. Uh, the Game Awards had tweeted like, "What are you most looking forward to? What reveals like, do you yeah, want, or 16. something?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like Final Fantasy 16 or Part Two info." And then I put like a bunch of clouds. Yeah, I saw that. Yep, yep. I'm like, Literally I got my makeup thing. ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did for the last state of play. There was nothing, yeah. and then I felt like a you, fool. Oh, the face I had, like just a face of utter disappointment. Yeah, through that last state of play, I was like, "Dude, yeah," because oh. they showed the Square Enix logo, right? It was Star Ocean, though, and I was like, nah. "Yeah, <laughs> I lost, <laughs> I lost my, my man." I was, like, I was <gasps> like, "Oh, oh, Square Enix, it's happening!" And then and I then saw, immediately, I'm like, "Yeah, this is Star Ocean." <laughs> oh no! So I I heard. I think 
uh, heard some music and I know Star Ocean music very well and I immediately oh, know, yeah. oh, okay, it's that, okay, no, I'm not, I'm not interested. Anymore. Yeah, as soon as I heard the music, I was like, <laughs> this isn't Final Fantasy and then I started seeing it I'm like, yeah. okay, so this is Star Ocean. <laughs> mm. And then after seeing how bad the last one was, oof. I think this one looks pretty good. <laughs> it does look good besides a couple of graphical things that I think they could probably change before the game comes out, but... uh yeah, the last Star Ocean. I I love Star Ocean games, but the last one did so terrible in the West mm-hmm. that I did yeah. not expect them to ever make another mm-hmm. game. I don't even think it got like five hundred thousand copies sold. Mm-hmm. I think it was like two hundred thousand or less or something. That was really really low. That's that it is low, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of fell off it during uh, while playing the fourth one, uh, last mm. the last hope. I think it was. Yeah, last hope. I yeah. didn't finish it, and after that one, I I, I kind of lost interest because it wasn't hmm. w- was nearly as good as three and one and two were gems nope, in yep. in themselves. I agree. And then five, I started, played a few hours, and it was just mm-hmm. I don't know. It just yeah. didn't grip grip me know. at all. I that's what it was with me. I played it for a while, and I was like, I don't feel gripped by yeah. the story. I don't I don't feel like something's urging me to play this. Even the character, you know that feeling when remake came out, and you're like. Oh, I can't wait to get mm-hmm. out of work so I can go play remake. I, I oh, didn't get yeah, that exactly, feeling with yeah. that game. So, and the characters felt like some Japanese cookie cutter anime uh, template. Yeah, generic, or right? Yeah. yeah, they were so generic. Yeah. Like just nothing, nothing of interest, and uh, the story as well, just bland and uh, kind of normal. Something I've played or uh, experienced a couple of times in the past. Many nothing times new. before. Nothing, yes, nothing special. It's just so. Uh, it's a shame. I love the battle system. Hopefully, though. they do better with the next one. Yeah, yeah. So, legions, um, any likes or dislikes that you want to share for Aerith's chapter of the uh, Trace of Two Pasts? I didn't dislike anything. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, same <laughs> on hers. I didn't dislike anything. I loved everything. Um, my favorite thing, and it's this is going to sound very emo and sad, <laughs> but was when they added to Alfana's death, like the escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like them at like the OG scene, all you see is just like nobody yeah. there except the guy at the train, mm-hmm. you know, the Shinra soldier worker just sitting there and no one else is there. But in this, there's a crowd of people and someone just picked her up and moved her out of the way and put her against the stairs and then walked off like nothing yes. was happening as she's running around screaming, saying, help my mommy, please. Somebody help my mommy, a doctor mm-hmm. and no one would help her. Um, then she goes back and sees a blanket on her and then finally you know Elmira comes but that to me was probably my favorite part I was like wow they made this scene so much more sad oh yeah than what they, they did showed in OG even in remake I don't remember them showing that many people nope. or anything they just showed no. like a still picture of um, Elfana right yeah there was not, nobody around yeah. when uh, when he zoomed in yeah. on them yeah that was that was my favorite like the whole escape where Fuzz brings them and says yes. I'll come back and Elfana's like Okay, we gotta go. And Aerith's like, "Why isn't he gonna get mad?" And right there, I immediately got like, "Oh, Alfana must have like promised, like I'm gonna be with this guy or something." And she's just like, "No, I want to run away." Exactly. So, uh, and then you know, we see. We'll talk about it after, but like (laughs) later on, what happens? I was like, "Wow, okay, I was right." (laughs) Alfana knew. She knew. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What's the worst part of that that scene is that when they walk away, Shinra soldiers uh, get out of of a train and just uh, pack her up and. And get her back to Hojo, if all not dead body. Yep. This is such so yep. messed up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was yeah. messed. 
I, I was hoping they were going to touch on that a little bit more, but they, that mm-hmm. was pretty much the end of it. Well, Aerith didn't experience it, so she wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Problem, yeah. That's true. And I, I liked the um, concentration, I guess, on like uh, Ifalna just teaching Aerith about good people and how yeah. you know there there are a lot of people who you think might be good, but the good people show it through their actions, not necessarily their words. Not their right? words, yeah. And speak a lot of words. yeah, and how you know the person who helped them, they moved uh, Ifalna to the side, but then they kind of left, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. and then she was like, oh, but they seem like a good person, but they didn't follow through, yeah. you know, and then okay, so I loved that. And we got to remember, she was, what, six? Yeah, at six, this seven, time? around like, that, wow. yeah. <sighs> yeah, very heartbreaking. Yeah, like what you were just talking about now, and uh, what was that one thing that Alfana said? Uh, Aerith jumped off the train, I think, and then she's like, that feeling, never forget it. Like the fun mm-hmm. like adventure that they were the going adventure. on. Yeah, yeah, right, the adventure. And then she remembered it later on. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. man, that's so good. And she said um, they talked about picnics or something yeah, as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> I found it cute that Aerith and Tifa were talking. Well, Tifa, no, Aerith asked Tifa about it on Tifa's story, mm-hmm. like the whole picnic yeah. thing. Have you ever gone on picnic? So I was like, yeah, oh, that was man, great. this is so tied in together so yes, well. Yes, that's true. And she's like, well, we call them tea parties. Yeah. <laughs> tea parties yeah. <laughs> she's like, what's a tea <laughs> party? Fancy, and fancy, then Tifa's yeah. like, well, let me tell you a story. Tell, yeah, let me tell <laughs> let you me, about tea parties. Let me get parties. the table. Let's, let's pour some tea. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a tea party, quote unquote. She's going in the forest with three other boys. That's what the tea party is. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what kind of tea party is this? Yeah, <laughs> not just prepare That's them just... for Don Corneo. Come on, honestly, no, I'm just true. joking. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I never realized that. Wow, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. What about you, Viz? What was your favorite uh, part oh, of the... Uh... It's really, really hard to say because there are so many good, mm-hmm. good portions. But maybe I think it, it was ma- many of those scenes in Elmira's house, like how it changed from the start when they um, when she had to hide Aerith and tell her not mm, to yeah. get noticed by anybody. But then she got to know all of those uh, Gainsborough people one by one. And I love how she took her last name. Yeah. Yeah. Now we finally know where the name comes from. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if they ever talked about that in the OG. Nope. I don't think they did. Nope. It's, it's yeah. completely no. new. It's all new. I think I can't, cannot, cannot really pinpoint one specific scene or part. It's more like how everything builds, builds mm-hmm. upon each other. It's like the, uh, it's building, it's building, it's building until the end. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I, I loved Aerith. Yeah. Story. hers was so mm-hmm. good i think the only other scene that really grabbed me a lot was and kind of got me a little teary-eyed even though it wasn't really anything that special uh, but it was something that tifa said afterwards after Aerith was telling it um that's why when you said you loved the way they told it like how they went back mm-hmm. and forth between flashback and mm-hmm. like in person well it, it was so it was done so well it was um was the scene where Aerith is pretty much getting bullied by yeah. um Oh, God, what is his Marcellus. name? Marcellus. Marcellus, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, X is standing oh, yeah. up for her. Yep. And then we finally... Can I talk about X? Yeah, sure. Okay. We're going to talk about it in depth later, but... Yeah. <laughs> and then we finally find out who X is. I'll save that part for later yeah. when we talk about it. <laughs> and and um, 
and then Tifa says something like, "Oh my god," and, and like, she realizes she gets so who sad it is, over yeah. it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that, and then Tifa says, "Oh, I know who that yeah. is," and tells Aerith, and like like you were saying earlier before we started recording, I really hope that Biggs is alive now. Oh, I mm -hmm. kind of just ruined it. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> uh, I kind of hope she's like, I kind of hope Biggs is alive now, just because like. I really hope that Aerith gets to meet him yes. um, again one day in the game and like thank him um, because he protected her a couple of times mm -hmm. um, in the past. Mm -hmm. I really, really hope they meet. It would be so sad if we knew they could meet, but they, then they don't because Aerith dies first. Yeah. It's such a tragedy. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Oh, what are you doing to me? Yeah. And then later <laughs> they meet Bix and they talk about Aerith and he remembers her and then it's, oh, boy. And then he starts crying yeah. <laughs> and then we start crying. Yep. It all makes yep. sense now. Oh boy. Yeah, uh, I was talking to Baby Seal about this. Do you guys, I not think, but hope that they, I, I know they probably can't include all this because, I mean, 200 something pages is probably equivalent to something like tw 15 to 20 hours of, of cutscenes if they were to do all this because there's way, just way too much stuff. It's a whole yeah. anime um, series. Like, I think Denzel's thing was like, what, 20 pages and it was like an hour or something? Yeah, it was an Denzel's hour. Denzel's thing? Uh, I don't remember how, an how long episode. it was. Yeah, it was something like 30 minutes to an hour. So yeah. just 20 pages was like a very long cutscene mm -hmm. uh, or very long short story. Mm -hmm. um, but like if they told the story like uh, Junon, like like right now in the ship, they talk about it a little bit. And then maybe down the line, they talk about it a little bit more or like Aerith, you know, when yeah. we find the thing in Icicle Inn, maybe Aerith starts talking about it even more, what happened to her in the past. I like I, I would like to, to add a little bit of what we read here because... Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A few glimpses should work, I think. A few glimpses, yeah. like a few throwbacks, references. Just the important parts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I could see is them eventually creating an anime out of this. That could work. I would, I would love that. Like one, one season that. of Aerith, those uh, typical 26 uh, episodes of 20 minutes or 30 yeah. minutes. Mm. And then 26 for Tifa, like just a two-season thing. I'd love that. I would love yeah. that. I don't know if Square would ever, you know, fund something like that, but Isn't I really hope they do. Isn't there a rumor that they were already working on a, a Final Fantasy VII anime, I thought, but also Final Fantasy IX? I there's remember both, the Final Fantasy IX yeah, anime rumor. There yeah, was rumor of IX anime, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Seven, that would know. be awesome. Yeah, and Baby Seal was pretty much telling me, like, I don't think that it's possible for them to put all this in. I was like... no. Probably not because it's a lot, yep. but like mm -hmm. I feel like the fans miss out on so much mm. story that make the characters so much better if they don't implement some it's of this true. stuff. Like, like at the end, what we were reading with Tifa and Barrett, like before we start recording, yeah. um, when I was finishing up, like that mm -hmm. stuff adds so much more to Barrett and Tifa and Jesse. Mm -hmm. uh, like I, I don't know, there's mm -hmm. so many things that they could cut out. Like get, you can cut out all the steamed buns stuff. I don't <laughs> really care about that. But, like, the big important stuff, like, definitely put that in there. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, all those th those uh, parts that are connected to other characters we meet. Exactly. Just to, to fix agree. those connections that are now still missing. I just looked up, and it says May 15th, according to somebody, Final Fantasy VII Remake director, Nomura, cur hmm? is currently directing a Final Fantasy VII Remake anime that will premiere on Netflix. Huh? That's what it okay. says. That's what Baby Seal was talking to me about. Oh, so maybe yeah. that's what he was talking about a Netflix anime. I was like, I would actually love that if it was a Netflix anime. Mm. Yeah. I hope they they uh, they create and that the the light novels here not just regurgitate remake story because that would be redundant. 
if they do it, animate it, I hope they do it with the style that they did. Um, oh god, what was the one that was Final that Fantasy anime? Uh, what was it called? The Last the, Order the, episode. Yes, Last oh, Order with yeah, Sephiroth yeah. and Zack. Like, if it's like like totally anime, mm -hmm. that style was beautiful. Yeah. I, I hope they keep that style. I also liked Brotherhood anime for Final Fantasy Fifteen. Was also pretty well made. That one was good too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I liked it. But yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think that they're going to have references to things that happen in this. Like they might have a shortcut scene or a flashback scene with some of these things like happening mm. throughout the story of part two and potentially part three or however many parts we end up getting. But it's I don't I think it's going to be just like the whole thing. You know what I no. mean? Because like you said, yeah, no. it would be too it's much. Way too long. But hopefully some other type of content, um, you know, with this in it, because... I think it would really service the story mm. even more. Oh, 100%. You know? And the fact that this is... It, obviously, I understand. It hasn't been translated yet. I mean, like, officially and then released. is kind of a crime because, you know, unless you're not online investigating and looking for these translations, then you're just missing out on story, which enriches the world and the characters even more. And I think it's kind of a travesty, to be honest with you. And I hope that they translate it and, and release this you know officially so mm. more people can can read it but maybe they won't and it'll be in the anime you know what i mean like maybe that's yep. what they're gonna... or even in the game yeah well, let's pray <laughs> <laughs> like at least the like one thing from Aerith's, like when we go to icicle inn and discover the lab where mm -hmm. gast got shot and killed by hojo mm -hmm. if instead of like when we find those tapes like hopefully Aerith will see these tapes and then start because, wait, do we have Aerith anymore at that point no. or no? If it goes to uh, no, the original, don't. then she's gone already. By oh, time. yeah, that's right. Uh, so she won't be able to retell the story at that point, huh? Mm -hmm. oh. Man, I just hope at some point they, they talk mm -hmm. about Alfana in the game. Because I would love to see that. Like, with voice acting and, like, yeah. animated in the game. That uh, would be so good. The mm -hmm. escape. Mm -hmm. Like, how it got to that point. What she went through through Hojo's lab tests and yeah. injections. That was crazy. What they could do is not create an anime, but like remake uh, with remake assets, uh, just a, a collection of cutscenes that you could either unlock or oh, get like separately. How like Hearts did for their collection, yeah, kind of, kind of like that. It's just something in addition mm -hmm. to the game that's it's not integrated in the game, but like like a bonus, or if you want uh, downloadable content, or in a in a special edition at first and later you can buy it separately, something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Many assets they already have, like Sector Five assets, yeah. and uh, maybe they they need to create a thirteen-year-old Aerith first because that's a, spe a, a separate mm -hmm. model. But that should be easy. I mean, they have it in Crisis Core. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Fifteen, yeah. They got the look already. They just gotta mm -hmm. actually make her model. Yeah, yeah. Sure, a few new new uh, characters to be made, Sector Eight to be made for Tifa's chapter and stuff. But a lot of it is already done, actually. So, so they. Hmm. I think it would be pretty easy comparatively created. And it's mm -hmm. just cutscenes, not really gameplay or anything. Do you think that we could potentially get some of this stuff in um, Ever Crisis? Hard yes. to say. If so... I know it's a retelling of the original, like, from before Crisis all the way up. Yeah, it's just right? a comp actually, original compilation. Actually, it's a retelling of Remake um, for the first part of Midgar. And then they're going to use the OG stuff. For the rest, mm. um, uh, Namura did an interview 
And so he said, I remember making a video on this. Um, Moore did an interview, and he said that the FF7 is going to be 10 chapters. Yeah. Uh, the OG. Mm-hmm. And three chapters of that is going to be all Midgar. Exactly, yeah. Which seems short, right? You're like, mm-hmm. three chapters out of 10 is going to be Midgar. Midgar is like 5 to 10% of the game. Um, but he did say, I mean, obviously it's a mobile game, so they can't put everything um, in the game. But he did say that there's going to be like weekly patches and events that come out and stuff like that that are story-based. Mm. Kind of like how Dissidia Opera Omnia does. When they release new characters, they release something called a Lost Chapter. Okay. Um, and then there's like little bits of story for them. So he said it's pretty much going to be similar to that where they'll do updates and stuff like that um, mm. in the game weekly or bi-weekly that add new things to the game. What I remember Dungeons. is that, that the new episodes will come out every month. Yep. Like yep. probably a couple of episodes, two, three, four, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He, he said um, one through three, like Midgar, will be done whenever Crisis first launches. And then after that, it will be once every month. Yeah, exactly. One, one a month. Mm. until but you know, unfortunately he didn't done. specify if it's uh game by game or if they mix it up like yeah. three episodes f- uh, from uh, one episode yeah. from three different games so to speak yeah mm. i assume he's probably going to do seven first and then work with everything else yeah. but i'm more curious for ever crisis uh not ever crisis before crisis, uh, before yeah. crisis. same yeah, yeah. i want to see what they do with that or Advent Children, playable Advent Children. Yeah, I was that just too. about to say, I'm like, Advent, Children Advent Children's too. being included, but it's playable. Like, what are they going to do for that? Which is why I'm kind of thinking, potentially we might get some of this stuff um, from, In you know, Crisis. Trees of Deep Past. Yeah, because yeah. it's... I don't know, it's a story, so they might put it in there. I'm not sure. Anyway. But yeah, here's hoping. That's the only thing we have, I think, in the, in, that we know of, that set that's coming out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's in 2022. Yep. Correct. Did they specify if it was early 2022 mm, or just 2022? I don't think so. I don't remember I don't any. Think they I really hope it's early 2022. <laughs> I have been looking forward to that game so much. I don't Same. know. In my head, it's June or July. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy 16 first. Do you think so? True. Hmm. Yeah, you I think we're going to get so. that before okay i'm pretty sure i don't really think they care about correlating like mobile games with the console versions but yeah probably um because i think it's a totally different like like honestly Mm -hmm. just like first soldier it's a third party thing that's yeah yeah did they say that 16 is 2022 they haven't Mm -hmm. even said they did no they haven't but but yeah. I th- uh, what, what I remember is that uh, Yoshi P said the next time they show off Final Fantasy 16 will be like a few weeks until release or something. Yep. Oh. It was in an interview he had with Yoko Taro. Yeah. He said, the next time we show it, I want to be able to say, like, here's the game. You can play it now. Basically, so, yeah. <laughs> that's why they haven't shown anything. He said, hmm. he said in multiple interviews that Square has been like telling him, like, show more of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, he's, but he says, like... He doesn't like when companies like keep leading you mm-hmm. on and like feeding you, you know, the same kind of information just to hype up something mm-hmm. um, to the point where it's no longer like a mysterious or like hyped up anymore. It's just overshown. Mm-hmm. I think a perfect example of that is, um, God, what was that Bethesda game that just came out where you're like an assassin and or someone's hunting you down? Um, God, it's on the Game Awards too. Deathloop, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have seen a trailer for that at every single true. game show true, or yeah. state of play or Microsoft. Like, oh my god, it's become a meme. It was by to the point where I was like, I don't even want to play this. Yeah, anymore. yeah, same. <laughs> and also, I was like, what even is this? I was so confused, dude. I didn't even so, know yeah. what it was. I was like, what are what? 
I thought it was like a Bioshock spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I don't know. I'm just glad that he mm -hmm. stuck with that because I, I don't like when companies do that. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I like when they show something and, it, you know, we have that mm -hmm. anticipation and, like, the anxiousness of just when is it coming out? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to play it. It just mm -hmm. makes you so more, like, so much more excited. Oh, that's So you guys think we're going to get it, like, early 2022? I hope so, yeah. No. But I don't think so. Because hmm. the reason I don't think so is because of Strangers of Paradise coming that's out That's what I was just about to say. It comes out in March. I think it's coming out late next year. Huh. Yeah. Well, it depends. W wasn't he uh, unsure if he was able to show something at TGS? So he was. So it kind of yeah. looks like the game is almost finished. Oh, yeah. They've said, um, Yoshi P has said in an interview that literally everything is done, that they're just, the voice acting's done, main mm -hmm. scenario's done, that they're just touching up on side Yeah, track. exactly. Hmm. So, and like, obviously, like bug fixes yeah. and like, yeah. you know, little patch updates and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But Polishing and. The game should be almost done, hopefully. Yeah. That's why I kind of hope for uh, Game Awards show off and then, or, then January release or something. But. Oh, okay. oh, could you imagine? Oh my God. Well, I'm holding back on that hope. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, too, is Endwalker it just came out All and right. then we're going to have Stranger of Paradise in March. Like, I don't see it coming out until later in 2022 yeah. unless strangers of paradise gets pushed back which i think it needs to yeah um especially <laughs> from what i played on that demo Agreed, my god yeah. that game was we rough. talked about Oof. that in our last episode and Oof, it was yeah was i was rough. saying the same thing i don't know how they're gonna do it for march um it was pretty rough but not even like story or graphics it was more like i was getting insane amount of frame drops mm -hmm. and i'm mm -hmm. like holy crap i'm playing this on a ps5 what is going on here mm -hmm. sam yeah, we'll see. I will see. <laughs> yeah, we kind of went off on a tangent, yeah. but that's us. That's Tension that's us. City. This is what we do. We'll yeah. see in four days yeah. if we see that <laughs> exactly. game awards. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on, we're talking about Tifa's chapter. So, um, Viz, did you want to tell us what you liked? Oh, a lot. I love this. <laughs> I lo loved reading this chapter. It's Tifa's story is so good, and she's just getting from one crisis into another basically i know <laughs> it's so it's 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 a hard life definitely but she's uh, she's mastering it for sure and sometimes I, i'm i'm glad that they cut short on certain uh, parts and just uh, mm -hmm. like summarized certain aspects certain days just in a, in one or two paragraphs and then went on because some Segments feel like padding a little bit, but it, they they make sense for I agree. Kinda, mm -hmm. um, kind of kind of kind of a, a um a breathing moment between either action scenes or heavy scenes or anything, just some some levity mm -hmm. in between. That was pretty cool. So I'm I'm glad they didn't uh, stick too long on those um low bar uh, segments. Let's say. Mm -hmm. So in the end. I'd say pretty, pretty good, and some great revelations towards the end. <laughs> oh yeah, great revelations, and yeah, it's it it started with with her in in Nibelheim, the tea parties, at, uh, Cloud and the <laughs> others, Emilio, and Sangan, and then it gradually, gradually got into more and more hardship, mm -hmm. and it's. It's also very, I think that step part was very, very interesting, I thought. She was about to talk about the Nibelheim incident, and then she basically lost over, didn't want to talk about it, and then Klaus said, hey, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? Oh, tea parties. Then he just... I actually kind of like that they didn't... 
I, I, really I loved that. I, I loved that they did it. But I, I, I felt it's, it was uh, surprising, like the format in which they included the Nibelheim mm-hmm. incident. Because in mm-hmm. Aerith's part, those uh, segments we knew of were expanded upon heavily. And here, yep. what we knew of Tifa's story is basically just uh, glossed over. Well, the Cloud and Zack parts, at least. Yeah. Because this this was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this was after they left Calm, right? Yes. Like walking towards Chocobo yeah. Billy's farm yes, and stuff? Yes, that's, okay. that's, that's what I got yeah. from it, yeah. On the grasslands. Yeah, because she ended up saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, Cloud's what Cloud told us and, and Calm, yeah, exactly. so I'm assuming it was afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I really liked the backstory, just giving more, you know, in-depth um, descriptions of, you know, everything that she went through, mm-hmm. her hardships. But also, they kind of gave us a glimpse into um, how she changed as a person. Because in the beginning, as a child, she was kind of more, um, I don't know, like, not subservient, but just, Gullible? you know, hanging out with the, yeah, like, naive and mm-hmm. hanging out with the boys and just doing always doing what they wanted to do and she was always you know she manipulated her own feelings and um other people's moods affected her and that's what came out mm-hmm. as well that i think that marl had said later on in the story and that she was always kind of like that you know like she she would just go and do whatever the boys wanted to do and she was her own person yeah. but she said that it was like a simple life in Nibelheim and you know just as well, watching her mother, you know, from a young age, mm. just, you know, she cooked a lot and did those types of things. But then eventually, you know, she, after Zangan shows up and starts, you know, training, I guess, everybody in the in the village, mm. they would go to the town square and do the exercises. She kind of was like, wow, I'm really good at this, you know, mm. and I'm different from everyone else. <laughs> exactly. I can actually I'm do special. this. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I'm special. Exact words. Yeah, <laughs> I laughed exactly. at that. I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then that's when the change started to happen, and I really loved that. I loved the Zangan part. We got his name, his first name, mm-hmm. which we did not know, which is, which is like Rosha or whatever, um, which is super yeah, cool. Yeah, which I think they said they weren't sure what the exact translations yeah. were, but it was something similar mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and just... Um, because in the original, we know about him. We know that he trained Tifa, um, but he's kind of this mysterious figure, and he's not really part of the story after, you know, just being there for the plot of, like, what... He's kind of there to give backstory to Tifa and kind of make us understand, like, why she's such a good fighter and mm. make us feel more for her, but then that's it. Like, it's very surface level. And yes, we get more um, as well in The Last Order, that episode which is awesome, but I just really liked the in-depth, like, the training and, mm-hmm. like... The training you know, was really good, she, yeah. Yeah, like, how she got... How he was there, how, you know, she got to know him and how he chose to train her, and he gave her that, you know, leather um, cord yeah. that she would wrap around her wrist. I, re- I really loved it, and the whole, you know, boys thing, too. It's It's true. Like, you know, everybody was just so oogly-eyed yeah you know, she's so beautiful and you know the boy's chasing her but she felt bad because she felt like she had to stay because like each one of them saw a future with her you know and she's like i can't leave because if they come back they're gonna expect me to be here and i have to try to live up to the expectations of like 
and be the person that they want me to be, you know, mm-hmm. but then it's also her finding herself and knowing like, no, I don't need to be that person. I can be whoever I want to be and forge my own path. I loved that mm-hmm. part, you know, where she pretty much realized, like, I'm not a piece of meat. You know, yeah. I'm, not some <laughs> yeah. trophy, I'm not some trophy wife, you know, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. I thought that the transition from going from Nibelheim to Midgar was a little abrupt. And I was kind of, it threw me off a bit because I was expecting a little bit more. Um, I liked how they did it. But then after reading it, I was like, well, we already know what happens. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we get that story. Mm-hmm. We see it in the original. So I guess it was fine. But I found it weird how both of the chapters, there is n- no talk about Zach at all. Mm-hmm. I just found that really weird. And I think we're going to talk about that later. But it's kind of mysterious, and I think that you know it's going to have um, a, a larger role in the story. There's later. there's one tiny reference to Zack at the end of Aerith's chapter because she oh. was about to tell about her first love, and then Cloud interrupts. That's all. And she did it, but it also yep. happens in remake when we're playing through, yep. right? And they're yeah. in the park, yep. and she's like, "Well, yeah, you remind me of my first love," <laughs> yeah. and then. It's like who and then she's like uh, and she doesn't say it you yeah. know and then like no yeah exactly in remake she does say it though right yep oh gee she doesn't in remake she does say it and then cloud has that yeah exactly PTSD oh thing. yeah that's yep. true has that like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> this memory glitch episode yeah my favorite um in the whole tifa part uh was in the beginning uh, mm. I really liked the end, but and the middle was, you know, really, really good. Like the journey of her rehab mm. and, you know, saving oh, money yeah. to pay off her debt. Um, I think to me, my favorite part was where we finally hear her say the words like, I was in love with Cloud. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. She uh, like, I was like, oh, my God, they actually said it. Mm-hmm. Um, She lost like it went from her losing her cat the first time because they didn't really talk about the incident that much. I thought they were going to touch on that more of like her falling off the cliff. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did touch on it later, pretty much saying that she she knows that people were lying and then that Mm -hmm. cloud was probably protecting her. So people Mm -hmm. didn't, you know, blame her, you know, because he probably already felt bad enough as it Mm -hmm. is that her mom died. Um, And then I liked the fact that when Maru escaped, he was the one that kept, you know, you know, was always watching over the mm-hmm. cat for her. Like he's like, "Oh mm-hmm. yeah, your cat always eats birds in the mountain, <laughs> in the beginning of the mountain gate. You should probably feed it." Um, so like every time it disappeared, like she knew that ca- like the cat was with Cloud. Um, and I loved how like she kind of like, uh, what was it? The moment that Cloud like finally like he's like kind of like going through puberty or whatever, mm-hmm. or becoming a man, and he goes up to her, he builds the courage, and he's like, "Midnight, meet me at the water tower." I was like, yeah. "Oh, here's the part, this, the yeah. promise." Um, and then I loved how she was like, I felt this like pounding in my chest and oh, yeah. like anxiousness mm-hmm. and like, you know, the butterfly feeling that she had when she was like, I got to pick up an outfit. Um, and yeah. then the Maru's like, ah, I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like, Maru, does this look good on me? <laughs> yeah. I, I love, love that, that she was like purposely trying to look good for him. Um, mm-hmm. and she was nervous about meeting him. Um, and then, then they finally get there and she's talking about how her heart is like pounding. And she's like, how should I speak to him? Is this voice okay? Should I speak to him like this? Like, it was just <laughs> so cute. Like, that yeah, yeah. teenager-y love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was after that moment um, that she talked to him and that she was like, this is when I realized, like, I was in love mm-hmm. with Cloud. 
I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you just dropped the bomb. <laughs> um, and then it kindly, like, it kind of just kept going on after that. And, you know, when she kept thinking about Cloud, like, um, and she, her heart would race every time she would think about him, like, oh, is he doing yeah. okay? Uh, did he make it into Soldier? Or even when she heard the news that Soldier was mm-hmm. coming, she's like, oh my God, Cloud, Cloud's going to come. And she's getting all, you know, finding an outfit from the hand me downs that she got from uh, someone else's daughter. I forgot the person's yeah. name. It was Jasmine's daughter. Uh, the daughter yes, of Monami. <laughs> uh, ja- yeah. Jasmine, I think, was was her name. Mm-hmm. An acquaintance yeah. of her yeah. dad's as well from back in the yep. day. Yes. So she looked through the bag and she's like, oh, okay, I, this outfit's cute. Yeah. And then she, again, once again, she's trying to look cute for uh, when Cloud mm-hmm. arrives. And I found it, like you guys said, I found it odd that they both didn't talk about Zach at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like she was, you know, the... Um, the guide in their in the uh, the mm-hmm. reactor in Nibelheim, yeah. but they didn't. She talked about Sephiroth and like a Turk mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. supposedly saved her. It could have been Cisne or you know any any female Turk. It was just a female mm-hmm. Turk. That's all they said. Um, but she didn't talk about Zach at all. So it was just I was like, wow, they're yeah. trying really hard not to talk about Zach. Um, I wonder if it's like a remake thing where they yeah, still want to keep so. the players in suspense, like new players to remake and. Because a lot of people are like, who is this Zack guy? <laughs> I think <laughs> like it's... Like played remake for the first time. I, I think it's twofold. It's for one, of course, uh, to keep up the Zack's mystery, but also it makes sense for Tifa to lock away Zack because that's that's what uh, confuses her the most because the Cloud yes, has now Zack's yep. sword. Isn't it so true? He was never there, but pretends to have been there and she's mm. just confused about that as well. So uh, I, I think that yeah, because isn't there a moment that Aerith asks her a question mm-hmm. and Tifa's like, either I don't want to talk mm-hmm. about it or I don't remember yeah. or something like that. And it's about um, either Cloud. Yeah, it was I think it was about Cloud. Mm-hmm. Like she asked if Cloud was there yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. Uh, don't remember the specifics either. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I think she mentioned at some point, maybe at, in the in the same uh, same segment that she. She she was really confused about about this and had to to work it out first uh, before she could talk about it. Kind of mm-hmm. her problem during the whole original story until she finally worked through everything with Cloud in the live stream. Yeah. But what I find now interesting is that during remake itself, she does um, try to get more information out of Cloud and tries to. Uh, ask Aerith, Aerith, like, what, what's what's with yeah. Cloud and stuff? She she tries to inquire. She tries to find out more because she knows something is is really odd about about the mm-hmm. whole thing, which she didn't really do in the original. But yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward to to her arc in the future. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait for like the whole, everyone keeps asking me, what is the most thing the thing you're most excited for for part two? Calm. I I really want to see what they do with oh Calm. yeah and Cosmo Canyon too. But like I really want to see what like how the flashback is going to be told. Are we going to be able to play as Cloud in that flashback and Sephiroth? Is it just going to be yeah. cutscenes or like I'm really hoping it just starts, the game starts and we're in the back yeah. of the truck, and and like we yeah. literally play through that for sure and watch I'm Sephiroth so just destroy the dragon. Has to be, you know? yeah. <laughs> I think I'm most excited for Shinra Mansion. Oh, that for like the whole you're yeah. a Vincent fan, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I just love the creepy stuff. Like, I, I, I can't just wait really for the like, music too. Yeah, the music in there is really good. Lost number. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just interested to see like what they're going to do, you know, cause the, the monsters weren't really explained in the original, mm. you know what I mean? And Ocho experiments for... probably. <laughs> and that's yeah. another thing that, yeah. Like in the whole Tifa thing that, um, that's one thing I forgot about where when they finally start getting like more monster activity and then people in the village start thinking like, is it cause of the, what are they doing in that reactor? It was mm. like, they were seeing humanoid monsters. Oh, right. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I wonder if it was that like was the yeah. silhouette of a, of a human or yeah. some, a monster yeah. walking on two legs. So that's, yeah. yeah so I, I wonder if it was, was the experiments that Sephiroth yeah. and Cloud and Zack see inside the, the reactor that like broke out or escaped or, or whatever. Yeah, the Malkonoids. I, I remember in Crisis Core, yeah. we mm. had to uh, kill a bunch of them uh, on, on the mountain yep. itself. So yep. they did escape, even canonically. So. Yeah, and even in Se Sephiroth talks about that in Crisis Core and explains, um, right? Yeah, like what they came from, mm. uh, etc. Like Ho mm. he does that typical like Hojo, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then walks away. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so well woven into existing canon. I couldn't believe it sometimes. So just yeah. little things. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm like, I really hope at some point this is somewhere in the story because it's like. Mm. Just these little things add so much more to the story. Yeah. Like, I like Aerith so much more now than I did before. Mm -hmm. Before she was like this bubbly character. And now mm -hmm. I look at her as like this poor thing that went through so much. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it just adds so much. The same thing with Tifa as well. Like, it just adds so much to their character. Mm -hmm. And I think it just makes the story that much more mm -hmm. impactful. Now I wonder... Uh, was the reason to choose those two characters over the others because the others will get a more extensive backstory in remake and Tifa and Aerith don't because of story pacing reasons? Could be that it's, this was the mm -hmm. only way to actually bring in their uh, backstories. Yeah, I was wondering that myself. I was wondering, like, maybe they're just telling Tifa and Aerith's backstory through this, you know, format, and then maybe actually in remake, we'll, once we get to uh, Coral and stuff maybe mm -hmm. they'll actually do like pretty big flashbacks mm -hmm. of like when they do the barrett flashback yeah. where he talks about you know shinra finally showing up and yeah. killing everybody and mm -hmm. um maybe you know red 13 too they'll show the gi tribe and all that stuff but i hope so there's a lot of before crisis lore um yeah that's involved with cosmo canyon mm -hmm. too so i wonder if they're going to mm -hmm. talk about any of that as well i hope so because wasn't wasn't gassed there and learned a lot from uh Guggenhagen uh, yeah. and got some equipment yep. for uh, mm -hmm. for his research. Yep. Or was it the other way around? I don't remember. No, no. Yeah, he he went to Cosmo Canyon yeah. on a, a journey mm. to uh, learn more about the planet itself. Because mm. uh, that's pretty much where planetology. Um, yes. I remember correctly. That's like where the study. Yes, like study a lot study of, of the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure that that's where a lot of people go when they want to study. Because even Barrett talks about an OG, like yeah. that he's always wanted to visit this place. Mm. Mm -hmm. With Biggs, Jesse, and Wedge, but he couldn't. Or well, sad. Yep. Or maybe he can now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We never know. We saw Jesse's glove. Yeah. We saw Biggs. <laughs> Wedge had a black screen death, so mm. it doesn't count. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> even though there's no way he survived falling off of the Shinra yeah. mansion, uh, Shinra building. There's no way he was like on the 60th floor. Yeah, most likely not. <laughs> no, no, he, he did. Although I yeah. agree with you, those black screen deaths and you don't see the body, it's always very suspicious. Yeah, right. Yep, it's always, it's always a, got him. Mm. <laughs> it's always a debate. 
Yeah. All right, so moving on to the next part here, we talked a lot about the story. So I don't know if you guys have anything else that you want to add about the story, um, specifically for Aerith or Tifa, that we haven't already talked about. I'm sure we'll talk more about it as we go on, too. Yeah. yeah. Just maybe so, so to, to extend uh, Tifa's chapter a little bit, because all, all those um, segments in between where they go back to the present, it's uh, in Aerith's chapter, it's just Aerith talking to Tifa, full stop. But in Tifa's mm -hmm. chapter, they uh, she tells all of them except Cloud. He's probably uh, yep. just off in the in the distance to uh, to play scout or something. And then uh, they sit. Uh, it, 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 I think the, the first two or three uh, intermission segments um, are on the uh, while walking. And then they take a break, and it's mostly Tifa talking to Red Thirteen. And uh, Cloud and Aerith just go off to square mm -hmm. off against Chocobo. It's pretty fun, actually. <laughs> and Barrett, I think, just falls off because he isn't mentioned at all after a certain point. So I'm not quite sure what he's up to. But I find it mm -hmm. interesting that in Tifa's chapter, it's always a little bit different. In Aerith's chapter, it's just two, two girls talking to each other, full stop. So I've, I found that uh, very refreshing. But I think uh, we can um, talk about all the, the details in the next few segments because we also have characters mm -hmm. and a few more points to go through. And reveals, of course. Yeah, I loved that uh, towards I pretty much the last two um, volumes were, or last two chapters were pretty much almost like 100 pages were literally just her telling the story to Red 13 as he yeah. was sitting like a good boy next to her, <laughs> chuckling yeah, at her at exactly. certain parts in the story. Also found it found it cool that she she actually thought to herself of Red Thirteen as this this kind of funky looking dog, but with a high intellect inside, like this this uh, juxtaposition yep. between outside and inside. All right, so we're moving on here. We are talking about the new characters um, and their impact on Aerith and Tifa's backstory. So let's first start with Aerith's chapter. So obviously we had some new characters here. So we had Fuzz, um, who helped um, Ifalna and Aerith escape. And it was super interesting to me because, you know, this is when Ifalna later um, explained to Aerith, you know, that there are good people out there and good people... Are good people justified by their actions so they're you know they just don't use their words they actually go out and do the things mm -hmm. that they're saying to help other people which means that they're like actually good people and that i think helped Aerith trust fuzz and also the other person that i guess you know fuzz had arranged with and i forget her name now but she was working she got them out of the out of the train. Oh, I know yeah. what girl you're talking about. You end up seeing her later yeah. on. Yes, and Amanda, I think name. it's her she, name. Or uh, was it Amanda? Yeah, she's marrying um, not Marcellus. Uh, Ro uh, Rodin. Uh, one of the Rodin. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that that was, you know, for me, I think meaningful because a lot of, like I said, we're learning, um, you know, through Aerith's eyes, and a lot of the things that she's experiencing are firsts, right? So she's, you know. She doesn't know what a picnic is. She doesn't know how to trust people. She doesn't know 
she didn't even know they didn't like she didn't know how to get into the box like she didn't know what it was right like Ifalma's explaining this to her as she's going Mm -hmm. um which is pretty crazy to me um just you know but she's a child number one but also she's all of this is new right she's been in captivity I think up until this point pretty much her whole life Yeah. Yeah. yeah so and then obviously later learning later in the story about fuzz you know when Aerith um ventures outside of the i forget what they call the it safe the safe zone. zone or yeah. this yeah the safe zone area um and fuzz is there right but he's obsessed um kind of he's you know with ifalna and she's gone and Anyway, that whole thing was crazy. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, like, I thought. Oh, it was... you mean where he pretty much? Yeah, he's so upset. I don't uh, think I can say the word, but he tries R-word? to do something. Yeah, the R word to her. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, yikes, looks this like is it, yeah. getting dark." Holy! Because yeah. he he wanted her to accompany him to this sector five, sector three house that they were originally supposed to live, yes. but uh, and they didn't go. If Alna knew that probably, and then just uh, yes. Uh, that's what i was talking about earlier yeah. yes it's like she knew yep she knew she yes. used him because she, she knew him. what he was she she knew what he was trying to do and like yes. all men are the same pretty much yeah. she was thinking like he just wants me all to himself blah mm-hmm. blah and it, it was that time where i think i figured it out when he like grabbed the back of her hand and kissed yes and then yep. ofana like it said something like ofana had a disgust look on her mm. face or something like that or like mm-hmm. worried and at at that point, I was like, "Oh, yes. yeah, she knows." Like, nah, I'm I'm not He's putting me and my daughter in that situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She prom she probably promised him a little something something, you know, yep, to get just away, to get out of yeah. there. Listen, yep. if you get me out of here, let's beat up I'll in sector you. three. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he probably, yeah, he probably uh, proposed to her before that. The same he yeah. did to Aerith yep. later. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That was crazy. It I was, was like, yeah. What? Crazy. Guy. It was like yeah. a big reveal. And then like, Elmira comes out. The, yes. Oh, yeah. With the broom. Yeah, Bam! it was badass. Smacks, <laughs> right, smacks him right in the throat with the broom. Oh, it was good. Oh, that, that was, was so awesome. good. Unfortunately, her gun had only blanks, apparently, but a Turk was yeah. around to shoot him in the end. Well, not shoot, shoot to kill, but shoot him in mm-hmm. the shoulder. So he, he, he's not yeah. dead. Yeah, I find it weird how, um, God, what's his name? There's so many, not Marco. Um, Carlos? Oh, is it, was it Car- Carlo? Carlo, yeah. yeah. Carlo left her a gun for protection yeah. and gave her blanks. Like, yeah, well, I found that so I weird. I found it weird as well. Mm-hmm. I was like, you gave her a gun to protect her. I guess it was just like to scare people. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't oh. know. Hmm. To scare people and, and not doing anything stupid in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. without proper gun training, you shouldn't be handling a gun. Exactly. We didn't even discuss about the materia, by the way, that Aerith has in her possession. Right, right? the whole materia. Crazy. And you're like, oh my God, that's how she gets it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it comforts her her to hold it. Yeah. And she puts it in her hair. Right from her mother. And it's been just handed down through the generations Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. her family. Mm -hmm. And even her mom's like, it does nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wonder if her mom actually knew what it was and just says, probably did, yeah. Or at least had a feeling. Mm -hmm. She was very close to her Cetra heritage. Like she mm-hmm. taught Aerith about all that. So I assume she knew a little bit of, at least of mm-hmm. what that white materia did. I could imagine she did she said that on purpose to let Aerith be in the dark and when Aerith is ready, she will realize what it is and what it's used for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe she might have kept it safer if she knew what well, it maybe. was. I know. <laughs> right? I know. 
it, it went flying out of the suitcase too when she smacked yeah. uh, Fuzz with it. And she's like, no, no, I got to go back. And I was like, oh, thank God you went back to get it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We need that. Yeah. <laughs> They're like going around the church floor trying to find it. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't know is that this uh, flower field or the, the patch, the flower mm -hmm. patch basically in the, in the church uh, was there before Aerith uh, started tending to the yep. flowers. So, mm -hmm. so it was kind of a let's say a, a live stream source well a live stream was close mm -hmm. to the surface kind of like the um, yep. the garden around Aerith's and Elmira's house mm -hmm. yep and what were they building around the church weren't they building something but they um I forget it was like a construction zone yeah it's they, abandoned they it, constructed the church the, the church was constructed for people to pray during the construction of Midgar. Um, I think at some point it was 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 abandoned. Wasn't it during the Re Republic or whatever? Yeah, the Republic era, and then oh. they, you know, the uh, Midgardians kind of stopped praying. Um, yeah, in the end, it was when when they realized that the sh scientists in Shinra started making, you know, uh. They started revealing that, oh, the life stream, mm -hmm. you know, we die, we return to the planet. Mm -hmm. And then I think people just stopped believing in the whole God, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah, evil. And, I, I think you know, that's yeah. it, yeah. Good and evil thing. But the church was built at the very very beginning, during the first few years mm -hmm. of Midgar's building. That's what I remember from, where was it? I don't remember where it said it. Now that we're talking about this, I am going to go in first soldier later, and I'm going to land there, and I'm going to look around. I'm going to see if there's anything different. Yeah. Do that, yeah, sure. <laughs> but most of Sector Five is just remnants of uh, of the building of a, a building Midgar, just basically a scrapyard. Okay, <laughs> scrapyard, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so new characters we had Rona and Marcellus as well, mm -hmm. and that whole Oof. issue between I guess Marcellus just being mean. Yeah, he just he, <laughs> and he a just kid. hated Eric for stealing his yeah. sister's name. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy. He was also. an angry child. Yeah, he's an angry child. Yeah, yeah. he was an angry, spoiled child. angry child. Mm -hmm. His yeah. mom died. Yeah, so he was just uh, he was hope from Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he was like a bully. He was yeah. so, and yeah. he knew what would happen if he, you know, told everybody about Aerith. You know, the problem is that he thinks that his father, because he's second in charge and has so much power, that he would be invincible. That's why he yeah. just kept being such a a, a butthole, basically, yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> everyone. Yeah, but I just felt that situation was so um, the conflict with mm. the children and how you know they were outside and all of this was happening was just very relatable. You know, yeah. like being a kid, being oh, yeah. bullied, just and then having to experience that, and then they were kind of fighting together. With the children of the slums, like from the Sector 5 house as well, mm -hmm. you know, because those two were more like hoity-toity, you know? So yeah. we see the class divide as well and just oh, yeah. them telling, you know, the and children. he was pretty like, much calling them peasants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Filthy peasants. Ew, you're dirty. Like, get out of here. Filthy yeah. 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 And them trying to stick up for Aerith and just, you know, and Aerith truly feeling terrible about mm. taking, you know, Rona's name. But... I mean, she was just a kid. I love how both girls had guys that were kind of obsessed with them. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tifa had a lot mm -hmm. more, obviously. Yeah. But then Tifa had, you know, the all the kids at the orphanage loved Aerith, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And also, obviously, we can talk now. So X is Biggs, and we did talk about that before. A little bit. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah that I revealed to that. me. I was like, oh, my God. That's what I thought when, they, when you start reading about it. You're like, X. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, hmm. And then I'm like, I know Biggs, you know, was from Sector 5 House. Or he helped there with it and took it over. Yeah, he right? helped support so, the, yeah. the orphanage, mm-hmm. yeah, Greenleaf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... He was basically a teacher there in the remake, or at least he uh, they referred to him there as uh, he was a teacher mm-hmm. back then. But here we learn that he was an orphan there and and then left mm-hmm. to collect scrap and uh, make money. And then he bought the Sector 5 yeah. house, renamed it to Leaf House. and uh, to... mm-hmm. Yeah, he bought it from Shinra, because yeah. it was supported by Shinra before. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much and, bought it And children them, so were bought off no from there for, for slave stuff. Slavery. Yeah, slavery, yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty... That's why I keep saying I think Aerith's story is so much, there's so yeah. much more sad stuff. And now it makes also oh sense God. that Tifa was sometimes worried about uh, yeah. child slavery because it was yeah. a thing. It's introduced. Yep. Human trafficking. Yeah, exactly. Yep. She was, uh, she thought initially that Zangan yeah. was like a human trafficker and was <laughs> yeah. going to take her. And then also suspected Rakesh like yeah. later yeah. as well because of what he was doing. Which, I mean, she wasn't far off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would have done anything for money. Right. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, and we'll get to it. Yeah, exactly. Like, the whole um, Gainsborough, I guess, business mm-hmm. as well was new to me. That whole yep. thing I wasn't aware of, you know, with Carlos or Carlos. Where they were... Pretty mm-hmm. much like the Masons yeah. of Midgar, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like they owned the companies that built Midgar. The, the good version of uh, Don Corneo's uh, yeah. Yeah. breed over there, yeah. So yeah. it was uh, mm-hmm. um, Gabriel Gainsborough was uh, the headhound show. And actually, it's, it's also very uh, very good storytelling, I, I think, that he's the one that made life easier and better for the workers in Sector 5. Because he was yeah. tied with uh, Shinra and was bad work conditions and low pay and he fought for better pay and better conditions and then exactly. he and the and others he was also the father of um elmira's husband too, yeah right? exactly gray, gray, mm-hmm. gray or no, no clay sorry clay was it clay clay against yeah, this is the father of him and i think afterwards or, or uh, later uh they made repairs and construction around sector five i think so that's basically the uh um in- instead of Basically, uh, f- uh, female trafficking, as in Sector 6, they were just uh, handy workmen, or however you want to call them, mm-hmm. doing uh, construction, repairing, building work all around the place. So no wonder he's yeah. the good Don Corneo. Yeah. And they were at war with them. Yeah, the yeah. Time, because as, as soon as it came out that the uh, one uh, second in command, Meguro, was very ill, they made yep. a move, or they thought they made a move, and uh, well, it's just something we can get into a bit later. But then uh, later, yeah. it was uh, written over to Carlo, Carlos, um, mm-hmm. that he was the new head, and then mm-hmm. Sector Six people and Don Carneros men made the move, tried, and there was a bloody fight, and a few people named people uh, and lost their lives. Yeah, uh, a lot of people died. Yep. And that's also why... Pretty much Mafia Wars. Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. pretty much what it was. That's also why the special district was uh, erected to save Aerith uh, by Shinra, yep. of course. 
And after yeah. after the first incident, this special district was uh, enlarged to also encompass the church. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But wasn't that an agreement between Elmira and uh... Singh? Yeah. yeah. I think it was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. Was was wasn't also this that the turf wars part of that uh, direction of the special district? Because because before it wasn't really anything. Uh to concern with at least that we know of i think it's just that saying um agreed to like have elmira take care of her mm. and then yes. elmira said if anything happens i you know that's suspicious then i will let you guys know or, yes. she yeah. lied just to protect exactly her. yeah yeah and then saying was like okay we'll let you watch over her until then but of course he told his superiors and then yeah. you know obviously they're like that's the last remaining ancient you got to protect her so they probably were just like, okay, mm -hmm. we know where she is now. We just got to watch her. Yeah, all exactly. The so that's kind of crazy how she was literally watched her whole yes. life. Yeah. And she, from the shadows, like all the time. But also to her uh, benefit because of the first uh, Hicks situation in the church. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, yep. I wouldn't know if Amara could have I wonder off. who it was that pulled that trigger. I wish they would have told us who. Yeah. I wonder if it was actually Tseng. Probably. I probably Maybe. was Tseng. That pulled yeah. the trigger. Or Song. Because there was a sniper shot that probably... Uh, yeah, took up that shot him in his shoulder. Unless it's 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 a, it's a sniper shot Turk. I don't know what uh, proficiencies yeah. uh, Song has, but maybe he can. Uh, wait, did he once use a uh, sniper rifle in Crisis in Core? In Crisis Core, he did use one. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they they're trained to use all manner of assassination mm. weapons. Probably, like that. yeah. Mm -hmm. They focus and, on um, one, but are uh, semi proficient in others. Probably, yeah, as well. Yeah, hmm. a lot, a lot happened there. It's uh, crazy. Yep. I like the fact that it makes it more realistic, the fact that they have this house too in Sector mm -hmm. 5 and it's so beautiful and it's like, do you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. kind of protected. The fact that, it, mm -hmm. you know, it was Elmira's, well, her family kind of business. So mm -hmm. it does make sense because when you first go there in the original, you're just like, yeah. this is so beautiful, <laughs> but like, how does this make sense? Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is in the slums. I love but, that they touched on that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this, this doesn't look like the slums. Because even in remake, you go through the slums and you get there and you're like, oh my yeah. god, this yeah. looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this place is a gorgeous. Yeah, how? exactly. How does she afford this? How, do, yeah. how how come they get to be happy in this big house while everyone else is living in containers and trailers? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even uh, with her husband being uh, a Shinra grunt or infantryman, I, th I don't think he's a higher officer or something like that. I don't think he was that no, far. No, they explained that he only joined because people were saying that they were exempt from it, that family, that they were, you know, being protected by Shinra and oh, that they were right. uppity. Mm -hmm. And the only reason he did that was pretty much to shut people up. Um, mm. And he was supposed to just do it for two years or whatever and then be right, done with it. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. True, true. I like that they also explained that Elmira had family in Calm and, mm -hmm. like, why she goes to Calm. Because mm. out of nowhere, you know, in OG, she takes Marlene and she goes to Calm mm. with her. Mm -hmm. um, That's and true. in this one, they're like, she has a cousin or something yeah. like that in Calm that she can stay with. It's the closest town, so it makes sense, but now it makes even more sense. Mm -hmm. However, in, uh, in Remake, they don't really try to go to Calm. Because in, in, the, in the original, Barrett explicitly tells him to go to Calm or get out of here or something like that when they meet. Yep. And the next time we see uh, Elmira and Marlene, it's at the ending when they're in Calm. But here, Barrett doesn't tell them that. And in nope. the ending, yep. they're still in the house in Sector 5. So 
Couldn't sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they go later or not at all. Who knows? Yeah, now that you bring that up, I totally forgot that that happened. <laughs> like, um, they, they, uh, in OG, Barrett's like, yeah, you guys should get out yeah. of here. It's not safe anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Also, uh, do you guys want to talk about the incident with uh, Marcellus and Aerith's uh, astral projection? <laughs> that is what I was waiting for one of you to bring yeah, up. That's yeah, that's so good. I have that under reveals, which is the next section. So any other characters from Aerith's chapter that you want to talk about? Um, there was the name of another child, not X. Um, uh, was this James? Gene? No. Gene, that's what it was. Yeah, his, uh, Gene and he, X were I liked him a lot too, because yeah. I don't think we saw him in Remake, though. Did no. we in Sector 5? I could have sworn that I remembered that name, Gene. I think they're already gone. and or... Like they all moved on, right? Yeah. I was mm. hoping we were going to see more of him. Yeah. Well, they're they're a few years older than Aerith anyway, so they would be like 25, 26. Yeah, he was like nine or something when she was seven or Yeah, I don't remember. Like Biggs that. was also like <laughs> yeah, or two, three or four years older back then. Yep. So. Yeah, other than that, I, I don't think there was anybody else that was really no, that All uh, All new, new names. Mm-hmm. Everything's new mm-hmm. besides Biggs. All right, so new characters from Tifa's chapter. So we had obviously Dr. Damini. Orange. Damini? Damini? I don't really know. Whatever you want to. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Once again, we have the whole, you know, pronunciation thing. Yeah, Titus, Titus. (laughs) Marco, Mako. Unless we actually hear them pronounce the names. Yeah. Um, And Uncle. Mm -hmm. Uncle. Right? Big reveal there at the end, which we'll talk about. And also Manemi, which is interesting. They use like a French. Yeah name yep. kind of word like yeah that, it's it's uh my friend so, so a woman just yeah. uh, is named my friend, my friend. it's so weird <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and also i just put uh the boys like gang of four as well there oh right other, yeah you know, emilio boys. i love how they Taylor explained and... it wasn't gang of five Aerith is like wait but wasn't cloud yeah. there too <laughs> wouldn't it be gang of five and she's like <laughs> well he was kind of emo so yeah. <laughs> he kind of kept ignoring us and Getting into fights with the He's boys. He's like, I'm too cool for these people. Yeah. Yes. But there was a reason for it that they didn't really talk about much because yeah. if obviously you played OG, you know why. The incident. Again, they didn't really talk about the incident mm. much, but mm. that's, that's pretty true. much why he kept his distance. It was after that. Yeah. Because he couldn't protect Tifa because of him, basically, she was in a coma he for four weak. seven days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he felt like it was his fault. He felt weak. That's mm-hmm. that's where she, where he decided to join Soldier when he's old enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they referenced that got away with scraped knees. Yeah, <laughs> yes. got away well. got away with scraped knees back then. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, yeah, I love that reference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did we get the name for the, the sassy grandma that uh, Tifa? I forget. <laughs> I forget. I, 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 I don't think we got the grandma. That was great. I don't remember. I, we didn't talk about this earlier, but I also loved um, how they talked about Claudette a bunch. Oh. Claudia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cloud's mom, yeah, Claudia. Yeah. I, I said Claudette. I don't know why I said Claudette. Claudia, Cla- mm-hmm. <laughs> Cloud's mom. I was like, man, I hope we get more story um, about Cloud's mom mm-hmm. because we don't really hear much about her in OG no. at all. Two scenes and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. They did talk about, though, that she came... 
I forget why she can't. She went to Nibelheim. Like she's not from there, right? Like she went no. there and then she met Cloud's dad there. But we also didn't get too much about Cloud's dad. We just got the same thing where he went. Was that what it was? I thought she was from there and then she was oh. thinking about leaving. But then she ended oh, up staying she? because she met. Oh Cloud's right, dad, yeah, she, she met who was, him. Yeah. Who was a traveler mm. and he couldn't stay still in one place. And when Cloud right. could barely walk, he actually ended up. Dying in the mountains by a monster. Or at least that's what every, everybody thinks because he was, just wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. Just they found his belongings and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But they were suspecting that he was a soldier um, and that he just dissipated due to uh, degradation or a whatever. Degradation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Maybe. why his clothes were left behind, but that's. Well, in, in the translation by Pecco, it, it only says belonging. So maybe just his uh, mm. the, the tent and his. Uh, sack with all the things uh, in the bag the traveling bag or mm-hmm. something not specifically clothes i remember reading uh, like excerpts of translation by somebody on twitter who linked to to some other site was it audrey no no uh, it was um oh. so- somebody somebody else who kept translating not really word for for word but more like uh summary of certain uh, certain sections and not everything yeah. i don't remember the, their name unfortunately but i read that yeah. at first and i think there it also said clothes maybe audrey also got there yeah. already and said clothes i don't remember but uh Pecco's translation which got proofread by eerie another user so yeah it should be pretty accurate but you never know it said belongings so i don't know it's, it's hard to say Mm-hmm. Hopefully they do do the anime and we can see. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, definitely. So <laughs> I really hope so. Because it could also be that she that he just pretended to die in the mountains and just left, mm. so he could disappear. Yeah, exactly. He's That's probably true. like, he probably you know saw all the responsibility that was yeah. you know with raising a child, and he's like, you know, I don't want to be locked down like this. Exactly. Like, I'm just gonna go out for a pack of cigarettes and never come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically that. Or he's just some somebody who just uh, makes uh, makes a child in every village he comes across, or something like that. Just one, once a year. Yeah, maybe him and maybe uh, maybe he's Zach's real dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> maybe Claudia like murdered him and planted oh. his belongings oh. there and buried him in the backyard. She found out he was cheating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <back to> <laughs> Then in an act of passion, uh, killed him. And oh, what do I do? Okay, I just throw his belongings into the mountains and tell everybody. Oh well, I, I think he got eaten by a monster or something. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine if she was that psychotic. I would actually love that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then gives all the crap to Sephiroth, and that's why he stabbed her. <laughs> just she just was shut up, woman. Set the village on fire. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Now we're getting dark. How about this? How about this? How about this? Cloud's dad is actually Tifa's dad. So they're actually brother and sister. Oh, Right? Oh, no. She's in love with her brother. That's what I said last episode. And Sector was like, that's some Game of Thrones shit. Yeah. Yeah, Right, right. I remember now. It's true. Oh, boy. Yeah. One thing I forgot to talk about when you asked me what my favorite part of, like, Tifa's thing was. um, I love how they kept saying that Cloud was pretty. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. How he was he was he had the best features of his mom and dad. Yeah. I was like, damn, so everybody actually wanted Cloud's shit, huh? All yeah. The, all the girls just wanted him. 
even Tifa's mom who's uh, teased her with with Cloud. Oh, Cloud! Yeah, pretty, uh, I loved that yeah. part. And then he's, and like, her dad was like, like she winked at Tifa, right? She winked at Tifa like a playful wink yeah, after yeah. she said it. Yeah, because oh Tifa got God. flustered. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm pr I'm pretty sure that if um, Tifa's mom survived or just didn't succumb mm -hmm. to her illness, she would probably have done everything to get Tifa and Cloud together and have them two her together. Her yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Oh my, Tia, Tia's mom. Tia, I think, was he, or Thea. Yeah. Was, uh, her, Thea. Yeah, Thea and Brian. Yeah, Thea. Thea or Taya, whatever. I know I have, I, like, I know somebody, and that's how they spell their oh, name, and they I pronounce see. it Taya. Okay. But, yeah. Interesting. Anyway, I was saying Taya. Yeah. But there's so much about Cloud that we don't know, too, which is crazy. Like, yeah. about his uh, parents, like, his lineage and stuff, mm. so. Hmm. Just his mom. Yeah. Also, I, I loved how they brought up uh, Cloud's mom again later on when uh, Tifa was preparing all the, the food for the soldiers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Claudia was, was also there and they talked a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, she, t she asked Claudia, um, uh, did, did Cloud ever uh, tell you anything? Uh, did, did he write yeah. and stuff? And uh, I think only once or something he, he wrote. Yeah. Uh, to say that he was enlisting, yeah, that's, it was in enlisting, soldier, and then but that he, was to it. his mom, yeah, yeah, but he never wrote to Tifa, yeah, but also yeah. only once to his mom, and then never again because he probably was too embarrassed to say, "Hey, I didn't make it." That into he soldier. never made it into soldier, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And she also asked if Cloud would be there, was coming because yeah. she heard that Shinra were coming, yeah. So. But then it was kind of awkward, I think, between them. There was some kind of yeah, because she like Tifa was embarrassed about asking, I guess. Um, yeah, and and Claudia just she's interested had, in him. didn't really know what what to say. She, uh, I think, her, yeah. her gears in in her head also turned and turned. And, huh, maybe I don't know. And then she just mm -hmm. hummed all the time while cutting uh, veggies or something. And Tifa didn't want mm -hmm. to interrupt her thoughts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. So anything uh, else about the characters in Tifa's chapter that you guys want to add? Oh, Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge. Right. <laughs> Actually, it was so funny because it, at first, when, when they got introduced, they were named, just described. Mm -hmm. I should have caught up to it. I immediately, yeah, I immediately knew who it was. I didn't because <laughs> for some reason, I imagined a grown man with his two kids who were waiting and the grown man oh. with his big belly and stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah, for some reason. As soon as they said the big belly, I was like, that's Wedge. <laughs> yeah. the, the whole bubbly, he's like, two, those two are for them. The 20 are for yeah. me. I was like, that's Wedge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was completely in a different mind space. I, I, I didn't think about them at all. And afterwards, I was, oh, I'm so stupid. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> So <laughs> obvious. I I think I, uh, it was the um that at at the point where I wasn't really paying attention to what I read. I just read like every second word or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad they brought him up. And then Jesse had a huge spotlight a few times. I love mm -hmm. Jesse's in, like involvement in Tifa's story. Yeah, she literally saved Tifa. Yep. Like, if it wasn't for meeting her, Tifa mm -hmm. would have been stuck in that, yep. um, you know, loop of just paying people's mm -hmm. debt, you know, yeah. maybe eventually having to go to Wall Market or, yeah, or something. Maybe. Yeah, because exactly. she was uh, searching for Jesse and got uh, the hint of uh, Stargazer Heights and then met Marl again. And that's what yes. everything, got everything kickstarted. Kick yep. Yeah, I loved how she met Marl. Yeah, too in I the... love that so much. So good. Moralist even the character. water lady too right like yeah. she would yep. go shower and she's like oh my god how am i gonna shower here like everybody's yeah. gonna watch yeah, me and i'm dude, that naked was so 
Yeah. She's when like, you're... you can just wear your bathing suit or you can just come in your birthday suit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And and later, I think she uh, she, she let she let her um, shower in in a separate shower. Yeah. With was yes. warded off, but cost five instead of three gil. <laughs> <laughs> and we, yeah, and I we, like that. They, she they had each other's back. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, like, that's sure. how it felt. Like she was like, yeah. hey, yeah, the ladies need a need a, like their own shower. So yeah, she like set it sure. up and labeled it and. That was really nice. Mm. And the shower thing, always, it's a Tifa thing where yeah, she just she constantly loves wants to shower. But it feels, it makes her feel calm, I think, and refreshed. Yeah. And... Yeah. I wonder if it's because it reminds her of the waterfall, like the training oh, and, and stuff like that. Maybe. maybe. Could be. Mm-hmm. Or, or just, she says it in remake all the time. She's like, oh, I could use a shower right about yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I could kill for a shower. After a fight, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd kill for a shower right now. Yep. Yeah. Well, Bix is kind of similar. <laughs> he also showers mm-hmm. all the time. And hates when he reeks. <laughs> yeah, Bix. He really needs, needs a full character arc. He was, it was so mm-hmm. lacking in the remake. All right, so we're going on here to reveals. So Aerith's chapter, obviously we talked. X is Biggs. So... I, I just kind of figured that out um, as I was reading through it. I hope that they go more in-depth in the subsequent parts of Remake mm. about Biggs. I hope that he somehow survives. I don't know. I mean, it's a huge plot twist, but I think that um, everything is kind of left up in the air right now. That's how I interpreted um, the ending of mm. of Remake anyway. Yeah. So I think he's alive. <laughs> A lot of people yeah. think that it's a different timeline, but I don't think so. I think he's just alive. Mm-hmm. He's alive. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's alive. Yeah. I mean, look how many people actually survived in Sector yeah. 7 from, mm-hmm. from the plate crashing. So I don't find it very hard to believe that he also survived, mm-hmm. or all of them. Even mm-hmm. Wedge survived. He was buried underneath the underground. Yeah, true. In the uh, deep ground. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that the, the Whispers ha- ha- held him in this specific spot because this was probably a blind spot for the debris that it didn't crush him, mm. but then created a, yep. a cave-in that he was then uh, able to get to the Shinra lab unscathed. Was almost unscathed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the reveal that Aerith had a fake name was interesting. Yes. Yep. Like, I did not know this at that all. That too, yeah. Rona. I, I yeah. love this because it makes her, so, it makes so much sense that, that she picks up so fast about Cloud's fake identity because she had one as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. That's really good. Yeah. And it just also speaks to her being a kid, right? Like, they hadn't chosen a name and then people were asking. So then mm. she's like, just think of the last... Last name she's she heard, yeah. of, which was Rona, and <laughs> was then Rona. it was yeah. kind of like this weird coincidence. Mm. And obviously, I just felt like it was going to come out anyway. And yeah, because obviously, when you're playing the game, you go to Sector Five. Like everybody refers to her as Aerith, mm. or they know her as like the Flower Girl or whatever, yep. right? So they're not using Rona as the name. So I think that reveal was super interesting. It was very short lived, but I also liked that because mm-hmm. otherwise, like half of a novel referred to her as Rona would feel wrong. Yes, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then we did talk about Fuzz coming back at the end to get Ifalna and how obsessed he was, I guess. Or, you know, she had promised him. Or they were married or, or something. They were going to get married. Uh, I think that was, was the plan. But yeah. uh, Ifalna managed to get out of this whole Or at mess. least just, like, live together, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, live together. 
F- or be together. He he thought at some in some way they were going to be romantically involved. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And Aerith being a child, like obviously she didn't divulge this information mm-hmm. to her, you know. But now mm-hmm. she's older and she's seeing it. I hope that she kind of puts two and two together. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, she did at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I think she realized it at the end. I I found it like funny how um the whole backhand kissing thing. And when Aerith's like, wait, we're leaving, but what about Fuzz? Won't he be upset mm. that we're not waiting for him? And yeah. Alfana doesn't even respond. She just keeps yeah. pulling her along. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he knows something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we don't know yet. And the weirdest thing thing was that that he called Aerith Ifala and not in a very conscious yeah. way, like as, as he like was under possessed a spell. Almost. Yeah. yeah, like he was possessed yeah. almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe it drank and too he much even, Doesn't she even say that? Like that, it, like he was almost possessed by some kind of magic or something like that? Oh, really? Uh, maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. No, I'm it, it's never mentioned, but that's, that's the feeling I got. Maybe he's, he's high, yeah. he was high in Mako or something. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, really? Hmm. That would explain it. Yeah. I just thought he was just love crazed and he knew that Aerith was Ifalna's yeah, daughter. Yeah, he even says you look just like yeah. your mother. Yeah. And then she season. was just, he was just like, there's a part of her in you, so therefore I want you, and mm. I'm gonna call yeah. you Ifalna for like role play, quote unquote. Yeah, you know what sick. I mean. I, I like, could also like that. sick, but it added so much to the story. I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. my god. I could also good. see him having some sort of mental mental illness that he's mm. he gets extremely obsessed with things he loves because he probably had a huge loss in in the in the past, and in as soon life, as yeah. he has the chance of building a new relationship and something and then gets obsessed with it. He doesn't want to let go this this connection yeah. because he had a loss of connection in the past. That's something I could also see. Like this whole mental illness angle because we know Cloud's mm. situation is basically built on mental illness with mental illness. identity crisis. Yeah, and that's and a huge theme yeah. in FF7. Yeah, it is. Huge theme in FF7. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that he came back at the end because I thought that Shinra would have investigated and found out that he was the one that let them yeah. out. And then I thought that they would have killed him. So I was actually yeah. really surprised. Maybe he could. He was still turns alive. out that Shinra sucks at investigating. <laughs> or that, yeah. Or he he, he was uh, was a good liar and could uh, make up a yeah, story for them true. to believe. Yeah. Yeah. He even, uh, he he was. I mean, he's like, I, I got to go back to make sure that they don't suspect yeah. me. I got to make I go back mm-hmm. and pretend to look for you. Mm. Like he covered all his. Yeah. That's true. True, true. That. Yeah. yeah, and I just put also Aerith's um, relationship with Elmira, you know, and how it develops from she is a stranger, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, who kind of takes her in, and then she ends up eventually calling her mother or mom. Or that, was so, mommy, that was so sweet. Yeah. Mommy. Yeah, mm-hmm. mommy. <laughs> I think their relationship, the, the build-up was so well done. It was. Yeah. She even went through. I was wondering while I was reading too. I was like, I wonder if she's gonna go through a like a rebellious yeah. phase. Mm-hmm. And she she, she did. did yeah. I was so happy that she did. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, Elmira didn't want her to just go jobbing somewhere and take take on a job. And the only thing she was allowed to was, I think, look after the kids in the the leaf house because it was just nearby. Nothing else. And that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, piss off a little bit. I thought they were going to bring up Zach at that point with the whole, you know, flower thing and selling flowers. I was really hoping yeah. they were going to bring that up, but they didn't. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a little bit before. I think she's 15 when she meets Zach, and this is when she's 13. So the, the story Brain, basically yeah. stops just before she meets Zach, and then Cloud interferes. Yeah, in and the I, ship, yeah. yeah, I found it so weird yeah. that it stopped at that for Aerith, and then for Tifa, it was like all the way until 18, 19. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. um, for Tifa. Mm-hmm. Well, probably because we basically know the story from when uh, Zack Zach enters the picture. Yeah. And this will also be told later, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, but Tifa, Tifa's story after leaving Nibelheim is completely untold. Just completely, yeah. five years. Nope. Completely blank. Nothing yeah, that's Until true. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it makes sense. I just really loved the relationship between Aerith and Elmira yeah. and the fact that, you know, Elmira took her in and didn't know anything about her and probably didn't know what she was getting herself mm. into, um, but also had her own issues with having the business and Clay... Mm-hmm. Um, was missing mm-hmm. and she left so many times going to find him and then the reveal that he came at, when he died yeah. and Aerith could see his soul yeah i love that they touched more on that that's so um, good and then he came to say goodbye and then she told elmira and elmira got mad and mm-hmm. told her to stop talking about it and like there was so much conflict between them mm-hmm. I, I I actually teared up at the moment where uh, w- yeah. w- in in Aerith's dream when uh, she just wasn't able yes. to call out to to Elmira and tell me hey he's right here he's right there and it's so exactly. it's so sad. Yeah, and I think Elmira resented her um, because it kind of she restricted Elmira from being able to be more I guess independent. Um, but and I think that Aerith thought that. You know what I mean? And also internalized that a little bit and felt bad about it. She felt bad about it. But I found it interesting that when Aerith went to her room and then cried, she didn't cry Mm -hmm. because Elmira got upset, but because Clay wasn't able to see Elmira and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. That was That's how you can tell that she's such like a wonderful human being. Like she went through Mm -hmm. so much stuff, Mm -hmm. but she she wasn't upset that someone got like that she got yelled at when she was trying yeah. to help somebody she got upset because she felt bad mm. that she, they couldn't say goodbye to each other that's yeah. exactly she's such so a great. sweet child ifana also showing up mm. you know to her as well to check in on her yeah. and the fact that she has these powers and she's just you know unable to kind of differentiate between i guess a dream or it being reality mm. or what she's seeing, I think, as being a child and then growing up and learning about this, I guess. But then ultimately she does, I think, I think she says that she she doesn't have access to that kind of power anymore, like being older mm. because she's half. Because ancient. she's not as yeah. innocent, right? Yeah, she's, she's not like, as well. Yeah. She can't like control. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which does speak to also what we see in Remake, right? Where she's... Well, I mean, we know that there's something going on, whether she's kind of getting visions from herself throughout the live stream. Mm. Who knows what's happening? But but she's older, so she doesn't have access to that anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, for Unless sure. Unless she's in a place where the live stream is very prominent, like the church. Yeah. That's why mm-hmm. she's there all the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, by the way, did you notice that... Um, if all not stopped visiting her right after uh, Gray came to to see off um, Elmira afterwards, uh, in in the yeah in uh, Aerith's room after she was crying. That's where they started to become close too. Her and Elmira was after that because after yeah. the day after Elmira like told her to stop talking about mm. it, she left the house and came back at evening and she's like, "Would you like to cook with mm. me?" Blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then they literally didn't leave the house for like a week, and they like. Were bonded, up yeah, with each exactly. Other bonded all the because Elira got the, the 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 letter and mm-hmm. the notice of her husband's death, and then she was he, she was just a mess, and then they both consoled yeah. each other. 
Yep. And that's, the, I, I think it's, yeah, you make a good, good point that uh, if all not noticed, she's in good hands and I don't need to mm -hmm. uh, guide you anymore, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because if all not was still there, because who, uh, who mm -hmm. else told or make Elmira feel where Aerith was and that he was in, she was in danger? Because um, Elmira just knew, oh, Aerith is, is there, is somewhere, somewhere over there and in, uh, in danger, I need to go save her. She didn't know why she knew that. She just knew mm -hmm. she had to go. And I'm pretty sure that they, that they I wonder if Alfana, yeah. like, kind of had something to yes. do with that. Yes, 100%. Hmm. That's what I think. Yeah, 100%. Do you mean with um, Aerith knowing about Marcellus? Is that what you No, mean? when... Oh. Aerith went to the church and Fuzz was attacking yeah. her. Oh. And Almire was saying something like, I don't know what it was, but I just had a feeling that I oh. knew exactly where you mm. were. Right. Um, but she had never known or heard Aerith talk about the church before at all yep. before exactly, that. Yeah. So it's like so weird that out of nowhere, she just knew exactly mm -hmm. where she was. So I, I, I feel like it was Alfana that was like, hey, yep. this is where my daughter is. Go save her. Oh, mm. okay. You know. Because the garden is, is basically a conduit between uh, the live stream and the world of the living. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why the flowers keep blooming there, even though around, around it and uh, in the slums and, and miles and miles around Midgard, it's just dead desert. See, I interpret it as she had a connection with Song, so I felt like it was probably the Turks that had communicated to her that she was gone because she was being watched the whole time. And that she was outside of the protected area. So then Elmira went on that hunch, basically. And then after that, they extended the protected area to include the church. That's what I this got from it. This would be possible, but Elmira effectively told Aerith that she didn't know why she knew. She yeah. She didn't oh, say, like, somebody did. told oh, me. Yeah, I no, she didn't that. say, oh, somebody told me where you were. Hmm. She literally just said, I don't know how, but it was just hmm. a feeling exactly. that I knew exactly where you were. And that I had to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then also, obviously, her using her powers to save Marcellus, I guess, because he was attacked. Yeah. I loved was that crazy. Part. And I loved how, like, the revelation of, like, later on when he grew as a person and apologized mm -hmm. for how he was as a child mm -hmm. to her. And yeah. that he owes her his life and that he didn't know if it was real or not because it was, it seemed like a dream when he saw her and he thought, that he was probably hallucinating because he was halfway dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just thought that was so good. It was, yeah. Yeah, and through everything, she still helped, you know, to save him, even though he treated her like garbage and was the reason mm -hmm. why everybody found out her true identity, I guess. And um, that was awesome. I thought it was awesome. And it also opens up a, um, a hopefully... I, I really think it's... It, Remake expands on that because it opens up a new mm -hmm. kind of uh, side story. Marcellus starts talking about the live stream and that Shinra's sucking out the Mako. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like he might might turn to Avalanche at some point. Kind of, kind of yeah. the, the way he's, he, he, to, he told that. He, 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 he asks Because at the end, I forget what he says. He yeah. like says something like, look for me in, in Midgar or something mm. like that. Yeah, just the way he talked about this made me feel, ah, if we happen to meet that person, uh, Marcellus, in, in remake somewhere, he must be with Avalanche. He pretty sure he is with Avalanche mm -hmm. by, the, by that point. Because it really feels like somebody who went through, went through a, a 180 from, from being a spoiled brat to somebody who mm -hmm. values life. And if you really do, 
and know what Shinra does, you don't follow Shinra anymore. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Was it was it him that uh, people were asking anyway how Aerith knew? Yeah, about Carlos him did, and how he got saved. So Carlo. yeah, and then Carlo they were did. interested about with her and her powers, right? Like she didn't really want to tell them, but she did. Yeah, she did tell Carlo, I think, and I think he he also told Marcellus in in the end at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. that created an issue for Elmira. But he didn't tell because... Marcellus right away. He told Marcellus, like, very, like, uh, close to when Marcellus actually visited her. Yeah, shortly mm -hmm. before. Marcellus said, he didn't tell me, he told me years later. Mm -hmm. And when he told me, I just, you know, I knew I had to come yeah, see exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. But ultimately that caused problems for Elmira, though, because she felt like they were going to come get her or something. Uh -huh. Because mm -hmm. I can't remember... I can't remember, but I remember that Elmira was like, well, I'm just going to give up the business then. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah, sh true. Because yeah. she felt like they were coming for her, like uh, Carlo. And then she just said, I'm just going to go have a conversation with him. And then apparently, no, they weren't actually coming. But then she mm -hmm. was like, I'm just going to give up the business anyway. That, that didn't happen because of Aerith. That happened because uh, they thought that was a lie that she was telling and that she was actually oh. working for Don Corneo. Oh, right. And she had and to that clean, clean they up her name. plotted yeah. to kidnap him and she, that she plotted to take over the business. Oh, but right. But that was actually a lie that was created by, what was the guy's name? Miguelo or whatever. Oh, right. Miguro. Older, uh, Miguro. Miguro. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a lie created by the older uh, second in command yeah. that he was just trying to pretty much create a war and then mm. take everything for himself. Because when she went to go see Carlo, um, he told her that that wasn't the case and they, mm. he wasn't after her or anything like that. And then he ended up giving everything to... Uh... Oh, it wasn't Carlo that he went to go see. He went to go see... Um... Oh, God. What was, what was that guy's name that always... Why am I forgetting this now? Um... Car Carlo is the one that eventually ended up uh, becoming the, the new head. The, yeah. yeah, I forgot the, who was the head before that. Uh, Marcelo's dad. Uh, th th this is Meguro. This is uh, the second in command. And I th th did Gabriel die or something? I don't remember. Gabriel did die a long yeah, time ago. So yeah, Meguro right, right, was yeah, right, yeah. the in command. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I forgot who the other old man is that was like the third in command. Um, there was somebody <sighs> that that was also yeah. named that was starting all this. I would have to go back and read it. Yeah, I know so what you uh, who you mean, but I I don't remember the name either. I don't remember his name because they literally only mentioned him once or twice. Yeah. Um, he only shows up once when she was a kid, and then like she never sees him ever again. Is is the, is that the one who got got mad at some point, where, where uh, when Aerith was still supposed to be hidden? Pretty much in the beginning, that's that's somebody that that got mad and uh, Mara kicked him out. I don't remember if this hmm. was. No, Carlo came later. I don't I think. remember. All I know is that. Uh... Elmira went to go see Meguro, yeah. and then he said, oh, yeah, that's all a lie. Yeah, uh, exactly. That I, I wasn't after you guys, and then he ended up giving everything to Carlo, um, and, uh, a letter and everything. Did, didn't El Elmira need to, like, write it over in blood, because she had a, uh, a cut yep. on her ring finger? Yeah, she had finger. a thing on her, yeah. yep, on her mm. ring finger, yep. Yeah, because uh, Carlo was still at um, Elmira's house watching Aerith. Mm. She says, stay here and right. watch Aerith. I'll, I'll be back. And she went to go talk. Yeah, to exactly. But what's interesting is that Carlo never wanted to get involved in this this whole politics thing. But in the end, still, yeah, still was involved. Yeah, <laughs> poor mm -hmm. guy. But he was pr basically the only one left who kind of wanted to and had the the knowledge and probably also ability to.
Meguro was about to die yep. at some point anyway because it was uh, deathly ill, like uh, three illnesses or something, and at mm -hmm. some point uh, his heart almost failed. Yeah, he had a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. So, and like three other diseases. Yeah, exactly. But then they mentioned yep. that he just ate like slop or glop or something like that his whole life. So Yeah, just ate badly. <laughs> so like yeah. Don Corneo. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. All right, so anything else that you guys want to add for reveals for Aerith's chapter? I don't think there was... I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't think there was anything else, to be honest. I think we covered it all. All the interesting stuff, yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Tifa's chapter for reveals. So we already talked a lot about this uh, previously, so I just put Zangen, obviously, like his... Kind of how they met and... Um, just how he chose to train Tifa, because a lot of that was kind of left up to us to interpret. Yes, there was other pieces of information given in the OG and stuff, but we don't really know, like, why he chose her, or I don't think we found we knew either, like, why he was there. Like, why was he in Nibelheim, um, and what, what he was doing there. I think this is just his journey. He goes from place to place to train people, to give to them better life. And yep. then if he yeah. finds somebody who he can specifically train it, uh, to, to become his pupil, then he will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that whole, like, um, that's all a ruse. Like the whole, I go place to place to, um, you know, make people have a longer life through these exercises. Right. I think he uses that to see if he mm -hmm. can find someone with potential to possibly Most likely, people yeah. through doing those tests. Yeah. Yeah. And Tifa, I think there were two major points. And one was she was the only one who was concerned about him standing in the yeah, river. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And the second was that she had, I think, one of the best uh, bo body posture and, con yep. and uh, com uh, composure and mm -hmm. control over her own body. And the others were like distracted easily and weren't really able to keep their balance and what have you. Mm -hmm. And she just went for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But then she realized that she was good at that as well, yeah, because exactly. up until this point, like we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. you know, she was more like doing things that other people wanted her to do or expected yeah, just her went to along, do. Basically, and yeah. Just went along and wants to make people happy. Yeah, pretty much. Like I loved how they touched on the like that. Nibelheim was still set in the old yep. ways, where you yes. know the men goes out more and works and provides, and the woman stays at home, takes care of the laundry, cooks stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. They were just all expected to do that. It's just tradition. And their yeah. value in life was if they could get a man that could provide for them, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. And the struggle there with the other boys as well, like they all liked her, you know, yeah. but she couldn't. Yep. She couldn't tell them that because she didn't want to disappoint them or hurt them. Mm. You know, yep. but then ultimately she kind of created a situation like for herself, like a problem, you know, because she's they're going to leave and come back and expect to like be with me. And I'm supposed to just kind of go along with that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. just learning how to have a voice as well, like how to speak up and be. Well, they, what they also loved is how um, Claudia is portrayed as one of those traditional uh, women. Mm -hmm. But actually, she's one of them that uh, made does wanted things differently yeah. and wanted a different life. And as I said before, she wanted to, to go out to Midgard, but then stayed because she met uh, Cloud's father. Yep. And I think there were, were other things that she had, I think wanted to do certain things differently. And uh, for because of that, others kind of mm -hmm. felt she was weird or something for 
breaking out of certain traditions. Yeah, those old ladies yeah. in that club were yeah. talking trash. All right, about her. those yeah, those old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was awesome. Yeah. I love that was. part. Sassy yeah. grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think at one point, like Tifa was kind of like, "That's kind of rude," or one of them made a comment about her or something like mm. that, and then she kind of was holding her up or let her. She let her fall. Let her fall. Yeah. 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 She's like, oh, you're pretty. Uh, after the, she fell, she's like, oh, you're pretty strict for a uh, teacher, huh? Yeah. She's like, well, that's what I'm being paid to yeah. do. Yeah. Six gil exactly. an hour or something. Yeah. It was like six gil. Yeah. yeah six gil an hour. Mm -hmm. And also, they did talk about how she liked fashion kind of from uh, right. Midgar. She from would Midgar, get like, yeah. She, she wanted would all make the latest them, fashion. though. Yeah. I think she made them or somebody made them for her. Based on the yeah, fashions and she had Midgar. to use like different um, linen or you know mm -hmm, fabrics mm -hmm. that weren't like common in, yeah, in Evil yeah. Hunt. But also, her dad like bought her a pair of heels or something. Mm -hmm. Those those the, wedge the sandals, yeah, the sandal wedges, things. Yep. And then she trips and like hurts her ankle. But right. like she she liked them. But it was kind of like her dad just assumed like this is what you want because this is what girls want. Yeah. And she felt maybe she had to wear them and. I think she did feel good in them, but then she got hurt. So I don't know. I thought that was interesting that they took time to focus on kind of that, but that just more solidified the whole like traditional thing, you know, mm. where it's like, oh, the woman stays home and, you know, looks pretty and whatever. By the way, I, I also got a feeling that between Tifa and her dad, there wasn't too much of an actual connection until they started training together before, because before yeah. yep. it felt like her dad just wanted to do things for her that she that he thought she'd like yes, or whatever because he didn't actually know who she was yeah though, exactly as a person he was yeah. he was just a father or a dad <sighs> basically and not one of my favorite parts in the whole tifa thing was um when zangan was training them and then he was leaving and uh uh, he says something to like inspire them, and then he says, "Yes, sensei." Yeah. <laughs> uh, like a little, like an excited little boy, yes. and then Tifa yes. and Zangin were both laughing <laughs> yeah. with him. Yeah, I loved that part. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was great. I love that he went out of his way to like he knew that she loved doing this, and he went mm -hmm. out of his way to also learn um, all of the volumes and mm -hmm. like yeah. how to spar with her. Made like exclusive gear like training yeah. gear to like mm -hmm. practice with her so he didn't get hurt when practicing with her like he really went out of his way to make sure that mm -hmm. like he he also enjoyed her hobby and made her happy yeah that's probably yeah. where where he, he realized hey he, he really needs to become a good father and get to know her and mm -hmm. actually make her happy mm -hmm. not just do what the father's supposed to do basically breaking traditions as well yep absolutely and I think he was excited to be like play a role in that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And also proud of his daughter, you know, because yep. I'm sure that the town folk talked about how amazing Tifa was and, mm. you know, and that is positive for him being her father, you know what I mean? So yep. ultimately makes his demise a little bit, I mean, even more, you know, yeah. like heart-wrenching for me anyway, but. Certainly. And then, obviously, we got a little bit about uh, Marl as well, how they met, which was really cool. I thought that they took the time to put that in. That was awesome. Um, kind of like a nod to remake. red scarf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It's also where, where Marl, she, she's, she's, I think she was the one who noticed that Tifa 
tends to reply to people or act around yes. people that she thinks the other would like and not how she actually mm -hmm. is. And then she just uh, yeah. told her, hey, is, is that what you really think? And don't, don't just um, say, tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she said something sassy to you. Yeah, definitely. How they were showing pictures of her chest or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, yep. she, she went really off on that point. <laughs> Don't show me that. What, what are you doing? Taking uh, Yeah, and then Marl apologized. She's like, I'm sorry that you, they had to embarrass you like yeah. that. Yeah. She's like one of my favorite new characters, oh, yeah. I think. But me Marl's too. Great. She's so awesome. Um, and then obviously the doctor, Damini or Dimini Orange and Rakesh Orange, the son as well. I like the reveal that Rakesh also is one of Zangin's uh, pupils mm -hmm. based on, you know, she saw the, the uh, cord wrapped around his wrist. And that was cool. I thought that was really cool. Just the fact that, you know, she's not the only one. And she knows she's not, but just to have a connection there, you know, initially, especially too when she's trying to, she's waking up mm -hmm. from, you know, her, uh, was she in a coma? Yeah. I don't remember for, how for long. A yeah, for a month. Month, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. For a month, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that that helped her trust him yeah. a little bit more as well, right? Knowing that Zankin had trained him, and also he did help her because she was weak after, mm -hmm. so he kept giving her the volumes, and he would say, "Hey, you can keep it, you know, if you want it." Because she thought back, and she was like, "Oh yeah, everything I have is destroyed," mm -hmm. you know, like she had nothing. She had nothing. No clothes. No more volumes. No. Yeah. No Maru, no parents, yeah, she, nothing. she did say that she hoped that Maru was, uh, was alive Safe somehow. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Imagine in part two, we go back to remake in part two, and we go to Nibelheim, and Maru's there with the red scarf. Oh, oh my God. I hope so. so it'd be so great to see Maru. <laughs> uh, I want to see a scene of Tifa seeing Maru, yeah. and then like just running to, oh, man, that'd be so cute. Oh, no, yeah. not, not towards the mountains now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna casually eat another bird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh Rakesh, the reveal, I guess, at the end, he stole from her, right? And he was trying to kind of pawn her off on the Corneos, right? For her to work in. Well, not quite, but he, he, men he, he mentioned that uh he she would make a lot of more money in sector mm -hmm. six. Yeah. And he said, ask, let me know if you're interested. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. wanted her to make more money because then he could pay, pay off them. his debt sooner. Yep. Because her debt was actually only, realistically, a third of what she was actually she paying. She actually paid. Yeah. yeah. So they but took, they profited. They took money from her. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Now, it is, this whole situation is so, so screwed up. Now we can yeah. also say that Uncle, the one uh, in, in mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the, the bun, the steamed buns stall where Tifa worked for, I think, two years or so, was it? Managed to um, to mm -hmm. sell like over a thousand a day sometimes. Yeah, but he is the Don Corneo from Sector Eight called Manson. Mm -hmm. Manson, yeah, yep, Manson's Manson. Group. He's the leader of Manson's group. Like, exactly, yeah. But yep. Rakesh, being a gambler, lost a lot of money, and then I think took a loan from Manson probably, and then gambled it away wow. again and needed to pay back. So the Mm -hmm. uh, her uh, her mother his his mother and himself needed to charge more charge a premium uh in their practice to be able to pay back that's why tifa um had to initially pay back three times more than she actually would have 
So mm-hmm. this it's a whole spiral basically. Yeah. And exactly. yeah, but I'm I'm really Profiting glad off of her. Yeah. But I'm really glad mm. that this in the end um managed uh, lead led her to yeah, just having paid off everything already by that time because I, I think she already paid back a, a third. Yeah. So this was being done and the money Rakesh stole, she got back from him, of course, thanks to Barrett. And yeah, then... And then they ended up buying the bar. Yeah, yeah. all right, the bar, yeah. The, the bar is also a whole <laughs> other story. There's, there's so much in Tifa's yeah. chapter, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, the last chapter was like 50 or so or more pages compared to 20 or 15 like all the other ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's there was so much on that last portion. Lot, yeah. And we didn't even touch on Barrett and his backstory, how they met and stuff. Yeah. This, oh. Marlene, again, she's just such a sweetheart. Oh, I love Marlene. Don't mm-hmm. yell at daddy. Yeah, don't yell <laughs> at daddy. Please don't yell at daddy. He did nothing wrong. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, I really love I how, how Tifa, in the end, made uh, the decision to take him in and Thanks to Marl, they uh, were able to bring Barrett and Marlene mm-hmm. in and let them sleep in, in the secret basement. Yeah, because she has she had dirty clothes yeah. and smelled uh, no. Marlene because he hadn't been able to wash her because they were homeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was just going from um, planetology like meeting yeah. to planetology meeting constantly, trying to find a way into Avalanche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Want to find Elfie the leader. Yeah, he was trying to find Elfie or um, Jesse at least yeah. to... Uh, him to you know get her to get him in there you know and meet with Elfie. I love that he actually dropped Elfie's yeah. name. I'm that gives me so much hope for remake that they're actually yeah. going to talk about her. Yeah, hopefully, especially when we get to Cosmo Canyon because don't they have? Doesn't Avalanche have a lot of roots? Like yes. they started it's, in it's Cosmo started Canyon. That, if I remember started in Cosmo Canyon. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though realistically, Rufus is the leader of uh, yeah Avalanche. Yeah, money wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly. I think Tifa's last chapter, where everything with Jesse and Barrett and the others went down, I think this is the the most story dense and connection dense um, chapter or piece of story we got so far. It's mm-hmm. it's so good to tie everything together. I'd say it's really really good. I like agree. the bar. Also, did uh, did you remember the uh, the carpenter who, who who made the bar and uh, the previous owner uh, Monty owed money to. Do you remember him? Was he in remake? No, he was in Crisis Core. He's the carpenter. Oh, oh, oh my! It's the, the side quest oh. with uh, where Zack told him how to name the bar, and he said he, he, yeah. he needed to to create the bar for for somebody. A bar in Sector Seven was building one, but he couldn't decide on a name. And then Zack, oh yeah, Seven Ten. That's that guy, that carpenter. Wow, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. It's been so long. I've been wanting to replay Crisis Core. Yeah, but same. I've been holding off on the attempt and like the hope that you know, with all these pixel remasters, oh, yeah. maybe one day they port it to console and do a, a remaster of Crisis maybe, Core. Maybe, yeah. I, I would love if they ever did that. Maybe. I'm just waiting for Ever Crisis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There'll be Crisis Core in there. It'll be a very condensed mm, version yes. of the of the story, but it'll yeah. still be there. I hope that mm-hmm. this the seventh heaven naming is still there because it's part of the story. All all other yeah. most other missions, probably not so much. But 
You know what, like, confuses me? Like, a lot of people say that Remake isn't going to introduce, they don't think int- uh, Genesis is going to be introduced because of, you know, the whole licensing thing that they have with the mm. idol right, in Japan right, yeah. that looks exactly like Genesis and voice acted him, and they pretty much based the whole model off of this um, Japanese Gacked, idol. Yeah. Um, Gacked, yeah. Um, but uh, but Ever Crisis, like, you can't tell a Crisis Core story without... Mm-hmm. having genesis in there so if they're gonna put genesis in ever crisis then there's no way they don't put him in remake they could just remodel what he looks like yeah yeah well, like they could just make him look completely different in, in ever crisis everything is chibi format basically not yeah, in, not in battles in battles okay well there they need to to really model him with accurate proportions yeah. but otherwise yeah. it's a, a chibi genesis <laughs> yeah they might actually just ask him if it's okay if they use it again. You know, Maybe. I'm sure I hope that so. he would be okay with that. I'm sure he'll probably be like, "All right, pay me this much, and you can use yeah. it." <laughs> but <laughs> like, he's not um, performing anymore because apparently he got really sick. That's oh, what I read yeah, recently. I heard that too. Yeah, oh, he was right. in the hospital for a while, and also something to do with his voice. I think they said that he lost his voice or something. But oh, that would suck. Yeah, but I, you know, I mean, it happens. Why not just, you know? Be like, yeah, absolutely. You could use me in remake and everything, and just pay me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's like, I'm not, not performing like right money. now. I'm sick. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Like, why not? I'm sure it wouldn't so. be an absurd amount either. Nah. Probably not. Yeah. Anything else that you guys want to add for any reveals for Tifa's chapter? Theoretically, a lot, but. Most of it is yeah, not really revealed. It's more like, oh, that was cool and that was cool. So yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there's so many things. Jesse revealing that she's an actress to Tifa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how she saved Tifa. Oh, that's the first time I actually ever striked somebody. Yeah. Like when she saved uh, Tifa from this hoodlum. Uh, yeah. From the hoodlum. Yeah. yeah. I loved. The, I loved the whole Jesse Tifa thing, man. It was so good. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. They like became best girlfriends. You yeah. Know? It's also great build yeah. up for for Jesse's death scene because Tifa was just destroyed at that point. Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Now we I know just why. Finished that part on on hard mode, and uh, she's crying. Yeah, she and, is. And and clouds or clouds holding Jesse, and Jesse's like, "Oh no, what did I do? Like you're crying." Yeah, I, oh like, god, I love her so much. And man. she's literally <laughs> on her so deathbed good. making jokes. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, she's like, "Oh, of course it will be you who's going to hear my last words, mm. <laughs> right?" Like as clouds yeah. bring her over to the yeah. thing. And then bring up the pizza at the end. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. she still owes me a pizza, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. All right, so quickly, this is a big one, though. That's the thing. All right, potential details for uh, that are relevant to future remake titles that were in this um, light novel. So I just said maybe more Zangan appearances, references. I don't know. I said that uh, it says on his wiki page, or whatever you want to call it, Final Fantasy Wiki, that he's trained 128 students. So I said maybe Tifa will run into more of these students, quote unquote, during their journeys and potential, you know, it could be a new character. Learn abilities from them. Yeah. Maybe. Or, you know, just, just to help the party along, maybe in the story, maybe they need help. If something happens, I don't know, I'm thinking more, you know, Wutai section of the story, depending on you know, what part we're, we're actually going to get that story anyway. And then, yeah, you said potentially learning her 
limit break, her final limit yeah, break. Yeah, final from... heaven. By because at, yeah. at the very end of her, of her chapter, she she says that uh, mm -hmm. she the next time she meets him, she will beat him and then receive yes. the uh, what's it called again? The, the basically diploma of mastery or something. Um, yeah. Menkyo Kaiden. Is it yeah. Menkyo Kaiden? It's yep. called. Mm -hmm. Like proof of being a, ma a master in Sengenkyu. Exactly. Martial arts. Yeah. However, yeah. She, Tifa realized that uh, over the years she kind of added her own flavor to it, and this, it, it's now Tifa Ryu and Tifa Tifa Ryu, Ryu. Tifa Ryu yeah. against Sengen Ryu. That, that clash, I would love, I love to see it. that. <laughs> yeah. And then I just said, just Zach not being mentioned. Really, I mean, is yeah. for me a big indicator that we're gonna get a lot. Or there's some, they're working up to some kind of reveal about oh, sure. Zach. Um, the whole remake. thing with Zach, I think like, you know how they, they pretty much got rid of the mis the mystery of Sephiroth in Remake? Yeah. How he was an OG. Mm -hmm. Like an OG, we just see traces of Sephiroth and how destructive and, yeah. and scary and powerful he is without ever really seeing him much. I feel like they're replacing that mystery with Zach's mystery in this one because we're... You see him at the end of the cutscene mm -hmm. for the first part of remake, and then in Integrate, you see him again. If you're a new player, you're like, "Who is this character, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. why is he so important?" Yeah. Um, and I feel like with them not really talking about him at all in Traces of Two Paths, I I feel like it's just because they're building up to something huge in remake, yeah, and they're just trying too. to lead the mystery up. Mm -hmm. build him up also Zack is a huge part of cloud's true self true identity so yep. that's also what they because they're that's true pretty, i'm pretty sure there are a lot of new players now who haven't played the original maybe they did yes. now after remake but still i'm pretty sure there are mm -hmm. a lot of, of mm -hmm. new ones and even those who may jump on the train when part two arrives then play part one first and then um and then part two and then maybe read this and if if revelations would be in here no good, no good. Detrimental to the story. I so, think yeah. that they're gonna. I think that Zach is going to have a huge influence somehow yes. mm -hmm. on repiecing Cloud's um, consciousness back together. I know in OG it was Tifa. Mm -hmm. I feel like it still will be, but I feel like Zach is going to have some kind of, um, like I don't. I think he's going to be involved in that somehow, mm -hmm. like it's, trying to help him piece himself back together. It's it's a it's a good bet. Because Zach is the trigger. Yes. For that. Yeah. You are my living legacy. Mm. But he literally mm. thinks he is Zach. Yeah, that's true. I think it's going to have a focus as well on Aerith because I think that yep. like after Aerith dies, like Cloud feels responsible mm. forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? And, Even in Avent children. Yeah. Especially and like, I don't know. I just feel like something's, something's going to happen there um, between Zach and Aerith. I don't know what, but hopefully not too much longer till we have to find out. But I do agree that with new players, especially, they don't know who this character is, you know? Yeah. But in the original as well, it was very hard to understand. Yeah. You literally had to do a side story yes. to yeah. figure out who he was. Hidden side story. You could play through the whole game and not even know anything about any of that. Yeah. Besides and there the are whole people that, thing. that played through it the, the, that are like our age or whatever and chose not to even. They yep. ignored the whole Zach part because yeah. they're like, yeah. it's too hard to understand. So they just went with the simple story that Cloud's the hero and he, you know what I mean? Like inside of their minds, like people just kind of conveniently didn't care about that because it was so hard 
I think it was hard to understand, especially the fact that there was no voice act mm. and the way yep. that they did it with the black screen and the text and everything. Like it was hard for me to understand. And the, um, that's why when, uh, I was saying that my like the two parts I'm looking forward to the most in, in remake, like one being calm and Cosmo Canyon. Mm -hmm. Another one, huge one, is Gungaga. Oh yeah, because mm -hmm. his parents in the original say his name and say, "Oh, our you know our we haven't heard from our son in so long. I hope he's okay." Mm -hmm. uh, he was our first soldier. His name's Zach. And then Aerith and Tifa are both very like distant to Cloud after yep. that. You know, like after mm -hmm. they hear that and after Aerith meets his, um, Zach's parents. Gungaga has so much potential, yeah. And then that's when Tifa's really like, okay, there's something going on here. Like with her memory, she's starting to remember like, no, Cloud wasn't there. Mm. Um, but she doesn't really say it, you know, but you can tell from her like mannerisms of how she starts talking to him after that. Mm. Like she thinks something's up. Definitely. Has so much potential, Gungaga, because it was kind mm -hmm. of a throwaway uh, town. With a little bit of sack lore. Yeah, you didn't even have to go there. Yeah, it you didn't. You literally just could have kept following Sephiroth's yeah. path and not even gone to Gungaga. Yeah. But why would you skip on the, the little Turks banter where uh, they talk about who they love? Why would you skip that? Yeah, I love that part. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Come on, Root, who do you love? you like. Uh, oh, Tifa. I can't wait to hear Reno's voice actors say that in yeah. part two. <laughs> Especially because of what Rude did yeah, in the helicopter yeah. to protect Tifa from Reno yeah, shooting her yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. Man. <laughs> so he already knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, that boy. was crazy. I just, I'm, I'm, that's the part I'm at right now. The plate just fell, mm. so, and I'm working on my way through, and man, it's such a good game. Ugh. It's a beautiful it's game. It's so good. It is, yeah. I it's have my so issues good. with some of the writing at the end, but overall, mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. yeah. the nostalgia factor, and just like how every time I went through the game, I was like, Oh my god, I can't believe this is real. Like, the whole yeah. time I was playing <laughs> <Yeah>. the game. <laughs> like, <I> was, yeah. <laughs> made me so emotional through so many parts. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a scene with Maximilian, dude, that I had the same kind of, like, feeling. Um, I think it's when we see Tifa, um, and then on our way, starts playing. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I had to put the controller down mid-playthrough. I was like, I have to take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, hitting me so hard right now. I don't know. There's yeah, so dude. many moments like that in the game. Mm. That opening sequence, just when you start the game, for me. Oh, I was cried like... on stream. <laughs> so Aerith looked at the camera. I started crying. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. it was nuts. It was nuts. But it was also the for for us like the beginning of the pandemic. So I was, we were on lockdown. I was at yep. home, and there was a lot of unknowns. And just I had this game to escape into, and it was kind of like how I was when I was a kid playing through this. Yep. That's Which exactly is so how I felt. Crazy too. to me. Like very giddy and yeah. excited the whole time. And... But I lost myself in this world again, you know? Mm. And yep. I, I had the ability to do that, which is crazy. And the fact that this game came out, given the fact that the pandemic was just like kind of starting, mm -hmm. you know, in, in um, everything, because in China it was like started, I think, in January. And it was like, or even before that, in December that year. And it was affecting parts of Asia, you know? Um, yep quite early and they That's finished why it and got it out remake got pushed back yeah i don't know i'm just so fortunate to be alive originally be it was march this. right and then it came out in april March 3rd and now it was uh 10th of april yeah yeah, yeah. anyway i loved everything yeah. about <laughs> this this novel i was just completely blown away i loved it all
I think it was incredible. And I hope that they do eventually translate it officially into English because I will definitely be buying it. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> It'll join my collection of Ultimania. Yeah. Yeah, I have the... Um, the English Ultimania uh, pre-ordered on Amazon, but I don't think it's been released yet. So no, I don't think so. Yeah, isn't it due December some uh, something? Yeah, it's. I think yes, it's a it placeholder is. though. It says I think my Amazon says December uh, delivered delivering by December thirty first. I think, oh, but I, I don't know if it's actually yeah, coming. Yeah, placeholder. Out end of yeah. the year is usually placeholder, or end mm -hmm. end of uh, a month. Anything else you guys want to add for potential details relevant to the future remake titles? Uh, my my brain's pretty much Same. drained <laughs> by now. Yeah. Oh, um, so much information in these two novels. There, there's there's <laughs> one thing I want to add that I I really liked um, about Tifa learning uh, cocktail recipes. Mm. Yep. And how she she received this uh, cocktail recipe because. Uh, Monty was so st struck with her and her abilities to make the bar lively again, again, mm -hmm. and was always sad when she had to leave for a week because she was only able to uh, work there Wednesdays. And then when he passed, he made sure to uh, give uh, Tifa his uh, secret cocktail uh, recipe booklet, which kind of looked like mm -hmm. uh, those of Sangans. So it's... Uh, same, I think she said same paper. Yeah, same paper, yeah. Um, same style and everything, yep. Tifa gets all the secret books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, it sounds like that concludes this episode. So thank you so much, Legions Gaming, for joining us fun. today. <laughs> it's been so great sitting down and talking to you about uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake and also this amazing light novel. So thank you so much for your time. I know, you know, how incredibly busy you are, especially now, you know, with being an ambassador for uh, the yeah. First Soldier, which is absolutely incredible. So congratulations on that. Thank and you. also for, uh, you know, being involved in Final Fantasy XIV and, you know, you're soon to be playing uh, Endwalker and then just, you know, fitting us in for this episode. Uh, Viz and I really both appreciate it. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Anytime I can uh, talk about Final Fantasy VII, any excuse I get, I, I'm <laughs> always down to talk about it. Yeah, same, same here, same here. And I was really gl mm -hmm. uh, glad you were able to make it today. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you talked on Final Fantasy fourteen. It's funny. I've been playing for like the last hour while we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Just casually running around and slaying casually. Mm -hmm. And then I have Blitz over here saying, hey, you want to play some First Soldier today? <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Hey, listen, if you can do it, why not, right? Exactly. I'm just a terrible multitasker. I would yeah, never same. be able to. Like I was saying earlier, reading this novel even, I was distracted. I'd have to reread the paragraphs again to absorb what mm -hmm. I read. So. <laughs> All right, guys. So if you have any questions, ideas for up-and-coming episodes, please send us an email. Our email address is thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. Thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. We do have a Discord server, so why don't you go ahead and click the link for our Discord server, which is listed in each of the descriptions of each episode. Also, we have a Twitter account. It's at Reunion underscore podcast. We do have a Facebook. It's Reunion Podcast. 
and our YouTube channel obviously is The Reunion Podcast. Uh, don't forget to like, sub, and share the podcast or write a review if you feel so inclined. Honestly, it is the best way to support us here on the podcast. So Viz, did you want to go ahead and drop your socials for Cosmo Canyon Observatory? For sure. So of course, uh, it's Cosmo Canyon Observatory on YouTube and on Twitter, which to be found at CC underscore observatory. And on Discord, you can also find us there, either through the link on the YouTube channel, Discord, uh, on, on the description of every video, or probably, I think we can also be found when you search on Discord for Cosmic Canyon Observatory. Perfect. And Legions, did you want to go ahead and tell our listeners where they can check you out? Sure. They can uh, check me out on any of the social media platforms, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, um, TikTok even. Uh, Legions Gaming hand is the handle for everything, so you guys can find me on there. Twitter has all my links if you guys want to just go on there. Perfect. So once again, Legions, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here on the uh, podcast today. I just want to say thank you again and all the best to you, all the success in the world. Thank you. And to you guys as well. And you guys make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel of Reunion Podcast. Okay? <laughs> yes, please. And to Legions Gaming. <laughs> thank you, you so much. Now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Already so. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank yeah, you for coming. Absolutely. Take care. Take care. Take care. Bye.